genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with uh, the usual gang of folks and friends, uh, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Knight. Hello. As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going we're gonna to screw it up for you. Uh, we're also going to give you some timestamps in the episode description so you can uh, skip anything you want to skip. Our top stories today are Hellions Number 5 by Zeb Wells, Carmen Carnero, and David Curiel. And We Live by Inaki Miranda, Roy Miranda, and Ava De La Cruz. Yeah. So how, how, how are we all? Fantastic. Hanging in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Now that we got a, now that we got our shouts out right before we record, <laughs> hey man, everybody just living shout. in Groundhog's Day, screaming into the void. It has been a week. Mm. The screaming oh, feeds the perpetual motion machine. <laughs> yeah, the void just keeps growling louder the longer you scream into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't give it power. I got a, I got a haircut this week, and I talked to my stylist for the first time in three months, and, and a, you know, a very good friend of mine. I was like. How are you? The same? Oh, good. Yeah, me, the same. <laughs> what TV shows have you watched? And that's the whole conversation. There you go. What TV shows have you watched? And what su- white supremacy are you mad at today? Is like the only <laughs> difference. All, all of them the- and all of them. Yeah, same. <laughs> that's the new version of the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, remember when people used to talk about the weather as a thing? Like, it's just like, no one even cares about the weather anymore. Is your weather still happening? I thought it was canceled because <laughs> yeah, of so the pandemic. For, yeah, weather, I just I thought, thought weather was on pause for I thought for Cobra Commander turned the weather dominator off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've been dealing with some weather problems. My, I, I have a leak in my car oh, no. that I've, I've taken to the dealership three times in the span of a week. And I was just supposed to pick it up today. They told me they finally found where the leak was coming from. They finally fixed it. So I go to pick it up. I go out to the parking lot with the guy. He opens up the trunk and a bunch of water comes out. I'm like, <laughs> I, I honestly could have kicked him right in the nuts right there. Like, I, was, when you I said love that. that he also had the confidence to not test it before here's he your, got there. Here's your brand new car. Oh. Thinking of that, Dude, I, was, fuck, I was thinking that the guy who brought you to your car was the... Thundercook and Falconbird uh, salesman from Futurama, and he's just like, "Yeah, we'll just slap it on here. You'll be good to go." And he opens it up, and it's just like, "Of course!" And like that's that was the mental image that immediately popped into my head. It's like he just grabs a sticker, sucks, puts yeah, it over the slap, leak. Yeah, yeah, puts, yeah. Gets it's some just fucking um. Oh, what's that shit? The, the flex tape, flex yeah. seal, flex, yeah, flex yeah, seal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just slaps it on. Dude, honestly, you on, should yeah. just get some flex seal. Yeah, that might point. work better than the oh dealership God. at this point. Yeah. But it, it it's just my the the dealership is such a pain in the ass to get to and like I have to get Rachel to give me a ride so yeah. like I'm dragging her through all of this it's just like it, it's like I just drove 45 minutes to come out here and you to show me that you didn't fix the problem that I brought you to fix nice thanks Great. yeah like the just like you said the maybe it's just the over like the too much confidence or just the balls to just not even see if it was working. Not tra- right? test it first. <laughs> well, no, before, I mean, like, like, hey, this guy's coming to pick up his car. Maybe we should check to see if yeah, that thing. Yeah, exactly. 
ridiculous. the guy the guy said they 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 have like a water testing system that mm. they can just pour water over the car so they can figure out where the leak is and he's like a water testing that. system as in a cup of water that they just pour over your car <laughs> but he was like we ran this thing for like three hours today and then i put it out in the rain for five minutes and your car filled with water so it's like all right well i guess so i guess it's a very specific angle got it so, so he was like, I'm just going to take this thing through a car wash and see what fucking happens. Cue uh, flash jump forward and he's just like covered in soap suds. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that on the drive home. I was like, should he be doing that? Is then is now my car going to fill with soap? <laughs> my manager had a fire signature go off in his car by accident. <laughs> oh, man. He like was taking them to go get inspected. And just like it, it uh, uh, jostled the safety. Oh, no. oh man! Oh man! Brutal. It's just, it's just like elephant toothpaste. I just imagine it's like an Avin Casella sketch. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's the shit you see in sitcoms and stuff. Right. Like, yeah. It's just it's not. It's, it shouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> well, I I had car trouble today too. Actually, you don't have a car. Pretty funny because I don't have a car. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Uh, no, I was. This car, know, like, it was. Fell from the it, sky. It, <laughs> it was raining today, which uh, usually uh, in a normal situation on a rain day, I would just take the train because it's near my house. But uh, there's a plague and I, that that thing was filled with the black plague before there was another plague. So I'm not trying to ride the, the subway at all right now. Oh God, no. So I was like, OK, pack an extra change of clothes, go to work, just ride in the rain. It's fine. But uh just so happens that on my entire commute to work there's only one little stretch of road that floods and that's when a car decided to pass me oh Oh, no so i jumped in a swimming pool Uh, a dirty uh, oily gross swimming pool oh god you you're gonna die in like three days i know i know aren't we all (laughs) yeah i mean one can only hope at this point yeah (laughs) Beg for sweet, sweet release. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna mutate like, like the black hole comic. Just gonna have like a, like an eye, eyeball, like pop Adam, up. One. There was like a split second. Adam's like, you're gonna become a turtle. <laughs> there was just, I could see it. Yeah, Casey just becomes Jenica. Ooh. There are worse things, I suppose. Yeah, then Zach will put you in a terrarium, and you'll be. It didn't. It didn't work out for Casey Jones and Jenica, so maybe that's not yeah, as. Maybe good he'll as... be nicer about it. More, <laughs> more uh, understanding of your, your your body changes. Situation. This is the worst Black Mirror episode ever. <laughs> this is worse than the bad ones. No, twenty twenty is the worst Black Mirror episode ever. <laughs> yeah. It's a choose your own adventure that one. hasn't ended. <laughs> The choose your own adventure that's just the loop just sends you back to the beginning oh, no. no matter what no matter what you do you lose <laughs> plague murder hornets trump it just it just keeps going you just can't win you can't win and you Water also can't quit car. the game yeah it's jumanji exactly. but like it's it not sucks all jumanji. the time not not fun jumanji <laughs> Yeah, it's not Chris. It's not uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock Jumanji. Yeah, it's Robin. Yeah. Williams I mean, they're Jumanji. here, but they're like you know, different different level. Yeah. Hey, I will not stand by while anyone uh, says bad things about Robin Williams. No, the Robin Williams Jumanji was much. Darker. I thought you were gonna say The Rock, and I was about to leave. Yeah. Well, I agree. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a national treasure. I'm gonna leave. 
<laughs> Yo, dude, you know what would be a great uh, franchise reboot? The Rock uh, in National Treasure. <laughs> you you have to pry that from Nicolas Cage's cold no, 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 dead no, 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 Nick Cage could still be in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, N- Nicolas Cage <laughs> is trying to steal Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> because he's... Oh, fuck, yeah, there it is. That's Wait, a brilliant what? script. Where is he? At home, but he's a national treasure. He's protected. He's got to protect him from Sean Bean. I think he was the villain in one of those. <laughs> so, so this is the Fast and the Furious phase of the National Treasure exactly. reboot, where yep. it becomes a completely different. It's just not movie even series. the same. It's not even about history. It's just not the same movie anymore. Got it. Okay. But Nick Cage. When did they, when did they go to space? Uh, hopefully soon. Well, the next Fast and the Furious. Oh, can you? I know that's the joke. So when does National good, Treasure dude. go to space? Yo, Fast and the Furious in space, though. So fucking stupid. It's gonna it might be happen. so fucking good. It's yeah. So you stupid. Know, you know you're way, way, way at the end of your franchise when you go to space. Like, dude, that movie, The Rock. Yeah, well, yeah have you ever seen Jason just, in space? You just yeah. unlock that level in Mario Kart. Right. That's what Fast and Furious <laughs> in space is. Just, dude, they're just gonna be on Rainbow Road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on the wings oh of Saturn. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, it's gonna be so fucking bad. I can't wait. Ah, love the rock though. Man, there's there's a lot of movies to be missing right now in a world that's without not one of them. movies yeah, no, and that is of, not one. Any of those. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's not why we need to open theaters again. No, I'm not trying to die for Fast and the Furious 9 or whatever yeah, the but, fuck we're up to. But a 9 lot of, 10? But a lot of people will. I'm just saying. <laughs> yep, all the more reason to not release it ever for people the safety love, of mankind. Those movies make just an absurd amount of money. I know. I don't All thanks to The Rock. <laughs> no, it was making money before The Rock. Yeah, but like, that's why he was of, in it because <laughs> oh, he's like he's the franchise rejuvenator. They put him in on a franchise that's do like it's like eh, and then he's just like fuck yeah, The Rock's here. Franchise Viagra. Yeah, man. If there's <laughs> he does one thing and he does it very very well, it's putting asses every eighteen inches. Mm-hmm. I love The Rock. He's <laughs> great. He's probably a terrible person, but until then, I love him. Nah, I don't think he's a bad person. I hope. I don't know. I just, Dude, at this don't point, do this to me right now. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, can't get your hopes up. If you get your hopes up, you get disappointed. So, you know. Mm, that's true. And that's where yeah, we're at I've been burned too many times, it's man. Awesome I'm, I'm yeah. running out of heroes here. Comics, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on that note, speaking of comics. Let's do a big <laughs> heroes. Uh, what do we got this week? What are we got to be big book? I know it's a big X week. I'm sure all you guys are going to. Oh my X-Men. god, there's so many good X-Men books. We're going to talk about every single one. Yeah, we forgot we forgot to decide if we're going to do them in reading order or not. So, uh, surprise! We don't know what that's going to look like. We yeah, should Kate, probably do them in reading yeah. order. Casey's going to start by I mean, reading the X of Swords handbook, or Ten of Swords handbook <laughs> to me. <laughs> cover to cover. It's just an encyclopedia. I know. It is. I know. It's just really a Wikipedia at this point. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, is there an X-Men Wikipedia? Like an X-Men wiki? Like, that's got to be a thing, right? Oh, yeah, to be. I mean, there's Marvel. There's Marvel wikis. It's, uh, oh, it's called, right. Yeah, Marvel it's called my brain. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Other than RJ's, I meant electronically. It's it's <laughs> it's called a Calax bookshelf it's called, you in text RJ's me room. And you know what yeah, you I was because like, I could just text RJ. Like, yeah, he'll, I'll, I'll get back to him. <laughs> oh man, the search is really slow today. Thirty <laughs> seconds for him to get back to me. Must have been a tough one. Um. Well, since you guys brought <laughs> so, it up, I yeah, think I think we should. With one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do Hellions number five. Um, sass in this book. 
like Mr. Sinister written by Hickman is is a thing to behold, but Mr. Sinister written by Zeb Wells is just next tier. And this book is nothing but Mr. Sinister's ass. Um, it's like him and Empath just being like sassy or just a Empath just being a dickhead. Just being the Empath biggest the dick. Worst. He's such an asshole. Such a little asshole. <laughs> Um, like it's so yeah, basically, being an asshole, yeah. Mr. Sinister comes to the Quiet Council and is like, "I've got an idea. I've got all these psychopaths. They're kind of disposable. People can die. People, if they die in another world, they can't come back. But these assholes are like a problem anyway. So who gives a shit? So let's send them over to other world to steal the swords from the Araco side of the tournament. Before I can't think can of a worse idea, honestly." <laughs> Like, what a bad plan. Well, they already failed with the Muramasa blade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah the, the, and we don't know where who... the Theoretically, all 10 of their competitors could already have their swords. It could be like an Ileana situation where they, they just even, yeah, they carry don't swords. Yeah, they don't know who they are. Yeah, barely know who they are. I think, I think they might know that it's like, you know, the four horsemen kind of deal or definitely there's, there's four no of them. There's no way they know all 10. Yeah. yeah, there's no way they know all 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're just gonna waltz into their waltz into Otherworld to just kind of snatch some swords from people that killed Apocalypse like it was nothing. Yeah, who made uh, who made that point? Is, uh, talking about oh, it was um oh that was in a different book. Yeah, Magic talked about that in a different book. So we'll yeah, get well to we'll get later. to that later. <laughs> we'll get to that one later. But uh, but yeah, basically uh, they're like um, all right, Sinister, that's a pretty good idea. When are you leaving? He's, He's like, like well, wait, what? Well, uh, no, we didn't vote on that. I didn't. I yeah, because they, they vote. Yeah, they 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 took a vote to see if it was a good plan or not. And then he's like, "I can't. No, I'm not going. What are you What are you talking about?" And then they did another vote. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he ends up getting voted to go lead the this mission because of course he did, and like no one wanted him to like get out of it because he's just being an asshole about it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah all think, these people I think can even go die like Magneto didn't. Like Magneto didn't vote for him to leave, and then he says something like like shitty about it, and he's just yeah. like, uh, "I want to change my, <laughs> I want to change my vote." Fuck. Well, he you. started talking shit on um, Polaris because Havoc has been. Oh, open. that's what it was. That's yeah. Why. And then he was like, "You know what? Uh, you're going." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to change my vote. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, but yeah, so the the next time we see Sinister is him in his. Oh my secret, God, this is <laughs> secret clone basement. Uh, we're talking to another one of his clones because, of course, obviously, like the Quiet Council has to know that he has clones, right? Like, obviously, like they have to, but like, it it doesn't seem like they do. Yeah, I don't know, but like, so he he resurrects one of his clones, and he's just like, "All right, off you go," and he's like, "Wait, no, I'm I'm not going. You go." Yeah, I was just bored. I'm not gonna go die. This, I'm like, not no, gonna sacrifice this up. young and supple body. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and waste this young and supple body. You go, Grandpa. Don't push me. I'll come at you like a tornado of teeth and claw. I will go full primate. Do not, do not favor and lightly. Do me a favor and lightly pepper yourself before I eat your face. <laughs> I love, I love the the dueling sinisters. Yeah, and then yeah. and then they were like, all right, so we'll we'll settle this honorably. Like, all right, <laughs> best two out of three, and then they just rock the paper rock, scissors. Winner, winner gets the cape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep talking about the cape. Yeah, the I cape just is like, like that a key uh, plot point. Uh, <laughs> he like brushes it and exits his face on the council. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get your tassels out of here. Yeah, it's like, get your plumage out of my face. Yeah. 
<laughs> so then they go on the... So his whole plan is to get to Araco through... Uh, Avalon. Avalon. Which, which is, is ruled by Jamie Braddock, yes. who is a literal psychopath. And so, like, let's take all these psychopaths yeah. and go convince the psychopath to help the to psychopaths help yeah. to defeat the most powerful people in the universe. Cool. Yeah. Which they end up getting into help because Sinister takes the horse and has to give up his cape. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he promises him a, a secret clo- clone. A secret clone. So because he he's like, hey, by world, the way, yeah. I don't think you've heard. You, If you die here, you can't get resurrected again, bro. So he's just like, do you want me to, like, hook you up? I can hook you up. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, uh, deal. Also okay, take this that horse. Black like, I don't want clone. the horse, but yeah, you're gonna fucking take the horse. <laughs> Which ends up being Lady Saturn, uh, Saturnite's horse that was stolen, and like, of course they got saddled with it. Yep. yep. Which is hilarious. <laughs> That's when you gotta be like, oh no, we were just bringing it back to you. <laughs> I love that Sinister stops a random civilian and is like, in case you're wondering why I look like this, I usually have a cape. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you, yeah. won't, you won't let it go. Just assuming he look. Everyone's like, uh, everyone just thinks I look stupid. I have to. Tell him I usually <laughs> just have a assuming cape. he's like so self conscious yeah. about the and, cape. Yeah, like like the first scene that you see him without the cape is like, uh, <laughs> Psylocke's like, slow down, Essex. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very upset about it. <laughs> and then they just let empath go full empath. Well, yeah. So they so they run into um, some like patrol army for Saturnine, they, they see the and they're horse. like. Yeah, well, they see the well. First, they're like, "Okay, you're trespassing." There's this is clearly against the rules that Saturday yeah. Night laid out. There's no mutants. There's well, no too, yeah. what's the name for mutants again, RJ? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. They have a uh, they have a special name for them in Otherworld. I forget what it is. It doesn't matter. Anywho, they're like, "Okay, yeah, no mutants in Otherworlds. What the heck are you doing here?" Also, why did you steal Saturday's horse? And they're like, "Dang it." <laughs> knew we shouldn't have taken the stupid horse (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then to get out of the uh traffic stop for lack of a better term um sinister kind of lets empath use his powers well no he he asks him to and he's like he's like man man well my boy let's say we give these priestesses a nudge in in the old brain make them our allies that's right and then uh he's like nah i don't want to i'm good like, like, you're good? You. You're just good? He's like, I don't want to be in this stupid Narnia place. This is stupid. I didn't ask to be born. Stupid. Hate you guys. And he's just being a whole troll about it. And then finally, <laughs> the the way that <laughs> the way that he he makes a deal with Sinister to do this, too. And he's like, oh, I want Grey Crow to be my slave. And, and Sinister's just like, fine, whatever. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just Calling back to the first episode, uh, issue where he empath used his powers on Grey Crow and Grey Crow immediately shot him in the face. And then in this issue, <laughs> in this issue, after empath is resurrected, he's like, I don't remember how I died. Which one of you fuckers killed me? And, uh, and Grey Crow's like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe you shouldn't use your powers. And he's like, I'll, if you do it again, I'll slice you in half. And then he does it again, so Empath is definitely going to get cut in half on Otherworld, right? Yeah, as soon like, as he's not under Grey Crow's control, he's going to get killed. Empath's control. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I flipped him. Yeah, as soon as he's not under that influence, he's going to kill him. Like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but Sinister doesn't give a shit. 
No, no one like, gives a all. shit. And Everyone's kind of happy to see Empath never come back again, honestly. I think. Yeah, like, oh, man, he's, I don't know much about him, but he's, like, he's the worst. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're going way out of their way to make him as unlikable as possible. Yeah. Like, no one's going to miss him. He, he um, kept Firestar as a girlfriend under, against her will for, like, years. Oh, so he's the worst. Woo. Good yeah. To know. He's the fucking worst. Got it. And then they just ride off into the sunset after getting oh yeah because from them. because he gets so he gets the patrol priestesses to priestesses. you know be like oh I, I we're weary travelers you must need you you know you must be tired and then and then Sinister's and they're like you know you're free to go do you need anything else and Sinister's like well you know we could use some horses <laughs> and there's one other thing and then the next uh, panel is him wearing their cape yeah <laughs> of course he gets their cape. <laughs> And it's got these like pink feathers all around the the neck. It's so good. It's, very, it's he looks good. It does. He Not does quite look his good. normal vibe, but you know he looks pretty damn good. And then Cannon's yeah. like, "This one's gonna go badly." And it's like, "Don't they all?" And he just laughs off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, like I like how well, like whatever version of Sinister's there, like he knows like he's fine because he has his own backup, so he doesn't have to worry about the resurrection protocols being. I also have a theory that he has he has black market clones of all of them. That's the my theory. Is Probably. that I think? Oh, I think. Point. That's a good my point. theory he is that much openly said that though, didn't he? Well, he said that about himself. I don't think he's he's very narcissistic. Like, he, come on. So he I don't know. If, it up to Jamie Braddock, but I don't. I don't yeah, I don't. I don't know if I, he could have mentioned that he has it for the rest of the team. I don't but think that so. wouldn't be surprising if he did. Yeah, and, and that's that's my theory is that they're all gonna die horribly in other worlds and just wake up in Sinister's basement. Uh huh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Normally, there's, you know, there's a lot of basements you don't want to wake up in. <laughs> He's he might be the top of the list. Sometimes <laughs> dead is better. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. This was a. I think I re- I've been trying to because the multiple ones are coming out every week i'm trying to read them in chronological order because i feel like they well, yeah you have to yeah That's the point. which is good well like you know sometimes it's you know if you don't read them in order you will spoil them for yourself yeah and like this was a hell of an x book to just kick off i'm like oh my god there's two more this week holy cr-. like oh all right <laughs> <laughs> and they're all totally different vibes too like yep. this one was very d- unique compared to the other two as as rj described it to me a genre wheel of fortune yeah, that's fair. I love it. It's, yeah. yeah, it's you get high yeah. fantasy comedy, and then you get sci-fi horror, and then you get anime protagonist learning yeah. to yeah. learn to do yeah. stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's like not, a dark not in that board. order, but yes. Yeah, this book is like a, it's a little bit of everything, and it's it's been good. Yeah, I I really like this one. I, this this issue we can't even fully like capture the vibe because sinister is just so well yeah, he's a, like he's, the banter he's a force is he's just so yeah. silly <laughs> just, so silly yeah, so so because there's a lot of little like throwaway lines that he has in response to other people too it's not even like the the crux of what's actually happening in the issue where he's just popping in and just like you know just talking about his fucking just, cape just being time. snarky under yeah, his breath exactly. about something <laughs> yeah i liked it though it was good i'm this just feels like the build-up to the big fight in every anime i've ever watched and like yeah there's a reason why they keep doing that formula because man that shit fucking works it does work and this plan is so bad like well yeah this is the plan that always happens in one of these things to try to win early and it 
it's it's just gonna make things worse every yeah something is they're gonna have nine fighters or some shit it's gonna go so bad yeah because we don't well we're pretty sure that none of the people in hellions are one of the sword bearers right that we know of that we know of so far or do we think um i don't know i don't think so is one well, we there's there's one Tanner. about there's one about Betsy Braddock, and as we, we all know, know she was uh, stuck in Quanin's body. So there's but there's now, right? Yeah, they're separate now. Yeah. But there was one about twins and like that's, sharing the you know. Right. But it's but it's Betsy yeah. and and Brian, and Brian who are okay. twins, gotcha. which is so that's next week. That's the closest thing to someone like like yeah. like Psylocke might get wrapped up in all that just because they were so connected for so long Got but it. I doubt it I think they're really trying good to go out of their way to make them very separate characters now Okay, like fair. everyone's kind of sick of Quanin and Betsy being wrapped up in each other's bodies so like let's just give let them, them the space that they people. need yeah. yeah yeah I was just curious because like you know they're still going through we don't we don't know everyone yet um we're getting a better idea but I was just you know It'd be really dumb to send one of your fucking sword bearers. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's not a whole lot of this series left, and the 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 tournament bracket still hasn't even been established. Well, um, two weeks from now is the stasis one shot, and the stasis one shot is all of the that, Araco fighters. That's gonna fa- that's gonna fast forward us really quickly. Yeah, that's so, gonna. So I- is Ten of Swords just getting the heist team together and then there's going to be some other big world breaking series where we're going to see no, the fight because it's 22 parts yeah i so think the x books are going to give we're us gonna all the see, x fighters we're going to see a large amount of the fighting in x force and wolverine um and then we're going to and see... x-men itself I, no, I guess i was i was looking at the uh the reading list at the end of one of these books and was like oh there's not a whole lot of this left yeah but... in we're two not, weeks we're not it's, even in... halfway through yet Got well, in, yeah, in two weeks, it's number 11. Number 11, part 11 is the stasis one-shot. That's the halfway point. That's an oversized So I think like everything creation. after that is going to be the actual fighting in the tournament. Yeah, yeah that makes gotcha. sense. Yeah. And that, I'm assuming that's going to be a very big one like uh, creation was, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's going to be oversized, and it's going to be mostly the Araco side of it. It might be the only book we have time to talk about that week. <laughs> we we got to do a fantasy draft. Yeah, well, oh but, my God, we can yes. finally do the 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 um the March Madness style brackets when we actually have all the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, we dude, should just, do a special episode, like a special non Wednesday episode, where we we pick brackets. Yeah, and just go. Well, now we have to because you're be saying through. it on the air. Yeah, I'm I'm letting the words slip out of my mouth, and now <laughs> we have to do idea. a thing. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Because I don't know anything, so I'll, it, it'll be just like me filling out a regular March Madness bracket. <laughs> yeah, it'd be more like this, me filling out a March Madness bracket. Person. I'm just like, is there a is there a team called Cardinals? Is that basketball? I think right. I think it's in college, but they don't go by their names in college. They go by the college <laughs> name. So no, it's not a Cardinals team in basketball. <laughs> Wrong bracket. Wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, been, I was going for a joke that I was the rock sport. You had like two or three other sports you would have been right at. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> now, which ones are the they? Joke. Yeah, I think that'll be fun. I, I think that would be, be fun. fun to put something. We need to we need to come up with some stakes. Like I, I don't know if I want to putting money on it's just kind of boring. We can do oh, dollar no. bets. No, no, it's got to be uh, whoever wins the three other three got to do something for them buy their comics or something. Whoever wins like has to host this stupid show. <laughs> Whoever loses has to figure out why my car is leaking. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah, there's only, like, well, there's going to be three losers and one winner. 
You don't so want you... that though. You lose no matter what happens. Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't. Your I don't... car is just gonna be wrapped in Flex Seal. Anyway, <laughs> so. If it's Sean, it's just gonna be Flex Seal. Hopefully, it comes in black, or your car is not gonna be black anymore. <laughs> I think it, I, I think it'd be fun to have a championship belt. I think a championship belt would be. I used to own a heavyweight championship belt, but I sold it. It's just a belt with a giant a X saber. on it. <laughs> I have a friend who used to That's work for brand. WWE who has these amazing replica belts. We uh we played a game of beer pong with them when we were uh down the shore once and it was awesome. It just made cuz he had like these these screen accurate replicas of the tag team championship belts. It was just the greatest thing ever. Nice. Dude, thank you beer pong just Cuz you sense. win a game and then you just strut around with the belt. It's just it's fucking great. Yeah, we're going to get a championship belt. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, we got a couple of weeks. It's gonna have a big X Men logo in the middle. Yeah, if we can get an X themed championship belt, oh, it should just, be a spinner oh. thing like John Cena's was. Yes! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Dude, that was CM Punk's belt too, man. That was a oh, okay. That belt had a good run. <laughs> I'm so in on this. I will help finance it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help make it because I don't have that skill set, but I can. I can get, throw some money at it. And help. I think there are some websites. I think we can get some. Uh, yeah, get we should a definitely pretty, look into that. A pretty cheap-ish championship belt. I think yeah, we don't fun. need it to be expensive for a bit. <laughs> or I could like make it out of paper and be dumb. Well, that's like, what I would have done. Yeah. There's a sliding scale, like somewhere between those two things. It depends on how it's just uh, too much or too little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it really depends on how quickly we get started on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if if I get started right now, it'll be it'll probably be pretty cool. But yeah. knowing myself, I'll do it the day before, and <laughs> everyone's going to be disappointed. Paper. We're oh going to be fighting God. over who gets to throw it away. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's fantastic. Uh, oh, well, man. if y'all want to keep riding the 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 ten of swords oh, train, that means that uh, RJ is next. Wait, let's 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 break these up. Let's you do. Break them up? Let's do non-swords titles in between. We're we already burned a do you half hour in the show somehow. Sword books there are, not just X Men. I have week. a sword book. Oh yeah, there were a lot of sword books <laughs> aside from X Men. You have Soggy. <laughs> I have Bleed Them Dry. Sean has Devil's Red Blood. Right. I have sword. Dracula, we're, motherfucker. We're a straight swords episode this week. There's so many day. sword and vampire things this week. <laughs> Vampires feel like they're making a huge like. I don't know what to say comeback because like I feel like they've been here, but like I feel like there's a fuckload of vampire stuff recently. Yeah, they've oh, been here yeah. for centuries, Sean. <laughs> yeah, haven't you seen that documentary, What We Do in the Shadows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can uh, I can go. I'll talk about some swords. Um, number another vault, number one. Oh yeah. Uh, the Devil's Red Bride by Sebastian Gurner, John Bivens, and Iris Monahan. Yep. So this book was cool. Um, <laughs> it's got like Usagi vibes, which is like way darker. Um, yeah, way it's, darker. Like, it's like it's like R-rated darker. Samurai Mulan. Damn, I I slept uh, on this oh, book. Man. I for, I That's... forgot to grab this at the We're shop, done. and now. <laughs> It's Casey, like Casey covered it. Yep. Because I that that was better than the pitch I had. That's pretty perfect. Yep. Uh, so yeah, if you know Mulan, this is gonna be real easy. We, we, in, we in a, the we in the Sengoku period, 16th century, warring <laughs> states. RJ's gonna give us the real historical context. Yeah, it's uh you know 
warring states uh the family that we're following is riding into battle um and the uh it kind of flashes between there's a f- current time where we're at and then there's a bunch of flashbacks of this this war time and through the 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 book you kind of see the 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 house leader the origami clan the origami clan talking to his son like hey we got this big battle you know the leader of our house always use rides into battle in this armor like you'll have a role in this someday and the son is very clearly not a warrior he's not interested at in doing this at all but um his stepdaughter pops in and she appears to be the one that has that it's his actual daughter but it's his um the the mother is her stepmother sorry you're right yep yeah uh so yeah his the daughter pops in and she seems to be the one that has has like inherited all of her father's instincts and uh i don't know she wants to be the warrior leader for sure she wants to be the warrior so it kind of cuts back and forth but what i'll kind of we'll just do the two stories you kind of find out uh the way they could contribute so the the, the son has to kind of keep up appearances, but they have this big battle. So you see the battle, you see the, the clan armor. Uh, it's just like dark red mask, uh, it's fucking traditional samurai thing. Like they're so cool looking. They're scary as shit. Like I, if I saw that running at me with a sword, I'd be terrified. Um, <laughs> but they go, they, the, you know, there's a big, big strategy. They think the battle's lost, but then they kind of have like a faint. And then the, this warrior in the red armor comes through and um, so it kind of defeats and wins the battle. They go back to their tent, and now it's revealed. During the battle, the son was hiding in a trunk, and the daughter it was the one out on the battlefield, and she is the true samurai of the uh, Aragami clan. So, but then she puts the armor on him so he can go get all the accolades. So, like, she's doing, like, the only thing she knows how to help her family to help them win this war it's like she's the warrior but no one can obviously know that um so that was like the big reveal in like the um towards the end of like who she was uh, fast forward <laughs> classic revenge plot um we find out she kind of kind of hitches on this ride to um get revenge and kill the person that killed her entire family so Oh, classic just, samurai book. Just all right. <laughs> it's pretty much it. It's fucking great. I mean, there's well, lots of nuance in there. A bunch. Yeah, there's there's the whole like. Well, so that's there's... why people are gonna go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, well, she's... we also well, just spent goes... thirty-seven minutes on Hellions. That's yeah, a that's fair. Story, well, you know? basically, she goes full full Usagi Ronin and like sees a a samurai warrior just being a real piece of shit and being a drunk bastard and like slapping his like handmaiden around and uh, so she kills his ass and then everyone pops up out of the bushes and they're like oh we were gonna hire him um, but now that uh, he's dead we're just gonna take the handmaiden and she's in charge of leading us into into you know this like really yeah. dangerous situation and so she's like well I can't let you do that so she becomes the she hired goes, the, yeah she gets the hired guy the sword for more hire. like of a samurai x Roni kenshin alleg- uh, match Ooh. match up here damn what a good reference just saying it's awesome and i've just been playing like uh ghost of tsushima the fucking new game samurai game in place i'm like all in on fucking samurais right now yeah, she, so good she's um heavily inspired by tomoe gozen the uh the uh ona bugeshi the uh samurai woman there you go 
Okay. RJ great. with the with the feminist history, man. It's great. I'm here for it's, it. Um, it's a uh, it's a very vault number one, man. Killing it once again. This was um, probably the best book of the week. I this was incredible. It was my favorite for sure. I'm glad I was able to call dibs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I really like this one. I'm I'm excited to see. You know, I know Vault's been doing the five six issue, but like this is a book I could read for a long time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sure. The classic samurai adventure. I could I could read that all day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, it's awesome. great. Check it out. Oh, the art's great too. Uh the very like gritty. Yeah. Um this like with like their the violence is you feel it. Like it's very it's got it's got that grit on the paper. You feel like there's something on it. <laughs> um, Man, the the flyers have really ruined that word as an adjective when it comes to comics because you say gritty and it just immediately you go somewhere this, else. This orange jackass pops into my head. Don't you dare! He's my favorite samurai. Dare <laughs> talk about him? He's my, fucking. He's my favorite I, samurai. I get real mad about a lot of things. Gritty's my favorite samurai. <laughs> <laughs> just him. Um, Talking shit on Gritty is number one. No, I'm not talking shit. I, I, look, I can call him a jackass. I'm part of the family. He is. A, he is. A, he's our jackass. Lovingly, yeah. he's a exactly. jackass. Fair. All right. Cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I go. I go. I'm in go mode when when I gotta defend Gritty. I also know too many people who look exactly like Gritty. Yeah. No, me too. What? <laughs> like they just like. I'm like, oh my god, that's. Do you live in Sesame Street? <laughs> no, no, Adam like, just only sees people as Muppets. No, but oh, it's, well, it's like... A lot of sense it's just everything. unkempt, fat redheads with beards. <laughs> I know a lot of unkempt... But I, I know enough people chubby that... Chubby redhead dudes. That if you just turned, like, like if there was a wackiness knob, if you just turned it a little <laughs> bit to the right, they would just become gritty. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's one, of, one of my favorite people in the world is just, like, if, if Gritty had a lot of tattoos. I'm saying this about people I absolutely fucking adore. No, I know. I, I want that to be very clear. Yeah, no. <laughs> Same. They got spinning eyes. It's, it's very unsettling. <laughs> Either way, go buy this book. Yeah. It's great. I loved it. Uh, very excited to it's see more so swords. It's so good. Love swords. Oh, I think we have another Ronin book with some swords in it. Well, I thought I thought we were going to kind of flip back and forth between swords yeah, and let's not do an swords. X-Men. No, I'm I'm talking about Usagi. Right, but I mean, let's do an X Men book. Let's do an X Men book. <laughs> Who had the next okay. X Men book? I did, right. but it's about swords, so. <laughs> no, but that's what I meant. Never mind. This is getting. It's so about. It's, it's about a. Yours is about like a sword person, so it's so it's. It's basically the, not the person same thing. is a loose term. Person uh, self. Go sword go. Self. Yeah, every well, other how? book has swords how? in the title. Are we anyway? Are we doing new mutants now? Is this what's happening? Yeah, I think yes. that's what's happening. Okay. Yep. This was my favorite of of these X books that came out this week. BT Dubs. This so, one was cool. I have uh, New Mutants thirteen. Uh, yep. Yeah, um, by Ed Brisson, Rod Reese. And there's no colorist, so. I think Rod Reese does his own color. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, nice. Look at him. I mean, the it's art double- in and of itself is just color work. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah dub- I think I, I've been noticing that. I think um, artists that do that really like like soft painting style, like Christian Ward and, and Rod Reese, like in Phil Noto, they do their own colors because it's kind of impossible to draw to without. The yeah, there's yeah. really no line work to. The art yeah. is the color. So. Anyway. Anywho. 
this opens up on Magic doing a holog- hologram call to Cyclops and Cable, and she's like, to, "Yo, to Cable, issue, uh, to the issue we're going to talk about in ten minutes." Right? Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, "Yo, Cable, we need that. We need we need that sword." And he's like, "I'm I'm in space though." And, I'm all busy. I'm yeah, in space. Like, yeah, I'm in space though. It's like, yeah. I'm, uh, all right, I guess get here when you can. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it and then it opens up on uh, Cipher and uh, Warlock talking, and um, they're Doug's and Krakoa. Krakoa's not there yet. Yeah, he is. There's a big old face back there. The Deku tree. <laughs> He's just lurking. And to be oh. fair, Krakoa's always there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't interact yet, though. Not yet, Because no. he does have yeah, parts. Krakoa is just the Deku tree from Zelda if he was kind of a dick. <laughs> a really possessive and controlling. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dad, so In a right. good way. Maybe that's um, maybe that tree lives on Arako. <laughs> oh, the, the Deku, Deku tree? tree? That would be oh, so yeah, great. No. Let's, not, yeah. let's not get into the implications of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, continue. Uh, Cypher's Sorry. talking to Warlock, and Cypher is... Uh, you know, talking about how he doesn't feel like he's pulling his own weight, even though the tournament hasn't even started yet, because everyone's like has to go out to a quest, and he mm-hmm. is just he has his arm as the sword, and uh, yeah, he's like I, I already did it. I feel like I'm yeah. cheating or like I'm not. And also, good for something. there's this there's this theme throughout the whole uh, book that uh, Warlock and Krakoa are don't want um, Cipher to go. Uh, Warlock because he doesn't want his friend to die, and Krakoa more so because he doesn't want to lose his translator. Um, he doesn't want to and, speak through Mondo, right? And um, so <laughs> he does. That, well, you know, it's it's partially a translator thing, but I think it's also Krakoa is saying that it's a translator thing, but he's got Black Tom Cassidy and Mondo to, that he could talk through. Also, I think he just likes Doug and like he like does he too. talk to Black Tom though, or did Black Tom just kind of like be in him? I think Krakoa is the only person that can yeah. actually because he's the only one that can understand the language. They're the only two that can actually like have a conversation. Black Tom's just like, up and up and um, yeah, up and he and Krakoa just like possesses Mondo's stomach. Like that's fucking weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so they, they kind of talk about how like they, they mentioned briefly how you know uh, Doug was like, well, we haven't e- we weren't even able to keep you a secret. So they were specifically everyone since House of X has kind of been wondering what. Um, Doug's arm was because it, it looked mm-hmm. like Warlock, but you know he never he never popped out and like talked. Um, so they were keeping it hidden, and they don't really go into it. So I assume that that mystery is going to be revealed eventually. Um, so then they go to uh, Warlock turns into the sword, and uh, magic appears, and so she's going to help him train, and. Love Mostly beat montages. the shit out of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. There's, um, there's a lot of just, we all love Doug, and all, right. let's all show it in completely different ways. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And her way of showing it was I'm beating the shit out of Beat the shit she out of you because eventually speech. you're going to figure it out. She has this great speech where she's like, 10 chosen warriors sign up to go to a tournament, and uh, there's a chance that if you die over there, you'll never come back. Uh, yeah, it's like and then, yeah, it's like you know what I hear when I you know what uh like I say when I hear that sign me up. What do you say, Dougie? And it's like <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, she's yeah. trying to prepare him in the only way that she knows how. 
So like yeah. it, it's definitely coming from a good place, but like yeah, right. it is definitely tough love. But yeah. he needs it because yeah, he's, he's gotta, not a warrior. He's not a warrior, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah so then they then they have a, a quiet council uh, meeting, and Krakoa is talking to Doug, and Doug is like, Doug's he's, like, he, I know, just like, could you just like not right now? Just like, d- dude, <laughs> yeah, mom, leave me alone. And he, that's not your decision. So Krakoa Co- he brings it up to Xavier, and he's like, Krakoa wants to know if someone else can go, but this is kind of. This issue is kind of where we see Doug have to, like, break himself away from Kokoa. He can't mm-hmm. just, you know, be his yes man. He has yeah. he has to do this for himself. And we see, the, the, I mean, this issue is all Doug um, grappling with the fact that, you know, he, he, has, he wants to step up and do something well, for himself, even though he could die. And that plus he I mean he's got his major imposter syndrome because he's like I'm not a warrior I don't belong here I'm not yeah. pulling my weight but also if I if even if someone could go in my place I would be condemning someone else yeah, to die I like the conversation yeah. a lot. and I could never live with yeah. myself so I have to do it and know that I'm going to die doing that it. and he makes a great point it's like um if you send someone else like they're gonna be like no you can't fucking do right, that yeah just, also, we're gonna be down a fighter. There was a way. prophecy. Are you just gonna yeah. ignore the prophecy? There's it's no like, takes these like backsies on a prophecy. Just like, did you not just see Saturn Nine like stop time and right, go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is not an not gonna fight anymore. This yeah. isn't a person that you can reason with. She's not having a conversation. She's telling everyone what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, the, uh, uh, oh yeah, Krakoa goes through Mondo and is like. <laughs> Don't, don't go. Stop ignoring me. S- yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Stop ignoring me. And then, uh, <laughs> why are you answering my text messages? Yeah. <laughs> I just like how Mondo walks in and he goes, "Can you please make it stop?" I he's know. Like, yeah. Make what yeah. stop? Well, yeah, we we knew he Mondo's... hated that from the beginning. Yeah, because that came up earlier in the yeah. in the series, right? He's like, yeah, "Never do that again." <laughs> <laughs> and then also, he's training with magic, and um, uh, Exodus comes in, and he like grabs Doug by the throat and he's like the resurrection protocols are stalled right now for uh mm-hmm. you know no one knows how long if i kill you maybe uh there would be enough time to elect someone else like me i was like all right yeah. well he damn. really wants to go yeah that I mean that's that's a pretty good plan but also again i don't think uh, it probably just means that there's not that fighter and you forfeit that just fight. have though? whatever fuck yeah <laughs> He'll just. But pick no, one th- up. there's also the there's a really good part where uh, Magic like punches him in the face, uh, <laughs> punches Doug in the face, and Grakoa just like wraps oh, her up yeah. in a bunch of vines, and she's like, "Can you not? Could you not? Could you let yeah. me go?" He's like, <laughs> "Okay, so it's cheating. Let her let her go." After Krakoa. the after the part with Mondo, though, Doug kind of like resolves himself, and that's like the big turning point of him. Yep. Finally, just you know. Going, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. So he shows up yeah. for the for Fucking the fight with magic, and um, we see a little oh. bit of uh, what Cipher was able to do in the um, early 2000s or like 2010s, uh, mm-hmm. where he's able to read um, martial art uh, like speech, cool. kind of like Cassandra Kane Batgirl, where um, her language center of her brain was just like body movement. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah. everything that a person does is a language to him. Um, 
and so and he's and he was able to finally to translate right. her movements into that language and it's like oh look i could fight now yeah and that's one of my favorite i mean cypher i thought that was really cool cypher is like my third favorite character of all time and this is the best characterization he's ever gotten mm-hmm. that's such a great application and like um of his powers because uh, like yeah, he's not a warrior. He does have these powers that makes him unique and valuable to, to yeah. Krakoa. But also, like, it could make him extremely valuable in this this event and tournament as well. Because, like, depending on who he's fighting, if he has enough time, he could figure out exactly what this person's going to do. And he could end up being, you know, he just, you know, has to, he needs time. Because that was kind of the, the takeaway I got. It's like... Oh, after all this training, I figured out what you were doing. I understand your light. Like, I can read you now. Maybe it becomes easier, but maybe he just has to survive yeah. whatever fight he is long enough. And he's like, all right, I got this. And, and he's like, your body movements tell me that you've been you've been holding back and letting me win. And she's like, yeah. well, you have actually gotten better. And he's like, so do you think I have a chance? And the, the book ends on uh, her going, we're family. Uh, so believe me when I tell you that if you try, you that would be the last thing you ever do. Yeah, I thought that oh, was fucking, like, like no! it's brutal, but it was fucking protect yeah. human Bambi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's a cover later on where it's just like her and Apocalypse and like Betsy. Or, I forget exactly who all it is, but they all just like look really sad and they just have their hand on his shoulder while he like tries to hold a sword stance. Just Dude. like oh, I baby. love how all these issues are ending with just them around the circle. So it's fucking yep. good. It's the so cables good. is um, the best one though. Yeah, uh, cables the cables is, awesome. is the best one. Um, but th- this one, this is the we we mentioned it earlier in the episode. I think during Hellions, obviously. But uh, this is the part where she's like, oh, uh, yeah. "Yeah, these are Apocalypse's children, and maybe worse warriors who could wield a blade before they spoke their first words. They have lived nothing but war and violence and death for thousands of years in that in that dark place. They almost killed Apocalypse while barely breaking a sweat, defeating him more easily than we've ever been able." Not doing that bad is not nearly good enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a. If you look back, you know, just looking at how I would add, like, the power level that they're talking about, like, yeah, it, how many times have they struggled to kill a co- uh, Apocalypse throughout history? And they pretty much killed him. In, they almost killed him in 30 seconds. Yeah. So, like, easily. it's like, okay, this is, this could be a problem. I know they surprised him, but still, this is going to be a problem. It's going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. This was a great issue, though. Uh, I, I thought this one was really cool. Yeah, this is totally the anime protagonist. Oh, like, dude, it's so, it's, I can't get enough of this. Like, this was the perfect <laughs> event to make me like X Men. Yeah, like, you could. I'm so like, glad something finally worked. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things. Like, it's a trope. I know, and I get it. But like, I'm a sucker for it every time. I don't care. <laughs> I have another. I have another friend that is just like anytime there's a tournament. Like it's they're just, just like, so psyched. For me, it's <laughs> like it's the dumbest way to solve it. But I'm like, I'm in every I, time. Uh, yeah, I we I was in a D and D group and we were like doing the last campaign or like the last session of the campaign ever. Like we were resolving my friend's story, and uh, I was like, are we are we doing a tournament arc? Because like <laughs> split and stuff. I was like, I guess we're we're doing a tournament arc now. That's awesome. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh. like. Uh, it's so great. But yeah, this was a cool one. Hell yeah. Big fan. What else we got? Well, I've got a book with some swords in it, but it's also got vampires. <laughs> Y'all like some vampires? I guess we vampire? have to. 
Are they vampire <laughs> swords? There's, there's three. There's three vampire books in this in this episode. Fucking buckle in. Yeah, vampires are back in comics <laughs> and swords. In a big way. Vampire They're back and swords. In so, um, surprise, we're talking about Blade next, guys. <laughs> Dude, if you pull no, out a Blade book. Oh my god! I fucking wish there was a Blade book this week. That would have been so. Good. That would have been fucking amazing. Uh, no, it's Dracula, motherfucker. All right. Oh, language. That's the title of That's the book. That's basically Blade. That's the title of the book. <laughs> Uh, it's by Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson. Uh, man. Is, yeah. What so good. is this? It, uh, it's an original graphic novel that came out this week. Um, it's basically very pulpy, like takes place in the 70s in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the main character is this um, f- photographer named uh, Quincy Harper. And Quincy is uh, Harker, rather. And uh, he's a crime scene photographer for, like, tabloids and, like, freelance. So, you know, he gets his, a call from his, like, cop buddy on a on a hot tip. So he goes to the crime scene and, like, phot- photographs it before the, they can really, like, lock down the scene. Um, so he's kind of like a, like a parasite, kind of, like, in the, in the cop's eyes. The cops are like, oh, cool, it's the vultures again, you know. That's, what, uh, that's what Anton LaVey used to do. Really, that doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. Actually, that was his job for a short stint. Dang. Um. So, so yeah, he shows up to a particularly gruesome crime scene. Just like an entire, like like Hollywood party was slaughtered, and he goes into part of the party that a part of the but the crime scene that the cops had not like like really gotten to yet, and he finds this famous actress. It's a Bebe something or other. Um, and she's been slaughtered. So he's just like, holy shit, this is going to be like front page news. So he starts, you know, he takes his pictures and then he just kind of scurries out of there because the cops are like, what are you doing? We haven't, ah, you're not supposed to be in there. So, uh, so he goes home and he, you know, tells his, you know, some friends about his lead and like, you know, this is going to be crazy. And then he gets a call the next morning that that actress is doing a, um, press conference asking for you know respect during her difficult time because all of her friends are dead he's just like uh i got uh what (laughs) (laughs) kind of ruins his scoop doesn't it yeah yeah it's like i had this picture where she was definitely dead um so yeah so basically the picture turns into like being sold as like her secret snuff film you know uh Mm. because no one will believe him obviously um and the only people that believe him is her because guess what? She's a vampire. And she... Yeah. Uh, spoiler. He's, she's a vampire. So, oh, so she's Dracula, motherfucker. Nope. Okay. She's uh, the mother. She is one of the many brides of Dracula. So th- mm. this is when we realize that the, the beginning of the book starts with a flashback. Um, I forget exactly what time period, but it's ancient something or other. Um, Vienna, 1889. And um, we, we are shown a bunch of women sharpening blades and sharpening spears and shit and uh they entomb dracula and nail him to the bottom of the coffin and they say as long as he's nailed to the bottom of the coffin you know we'll be safe nailed it nailed it Ooh. <laughs> um, but then we realize that bebe uh or, or i'm not exactly sure if it was bebe or somebody unleashed dracula and bebe is one of his current brides um so bebe's kids Basically, what we find out 
Hold on, I dropped the book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it rolled really far. Um, it rolled mm-hmm. a book. <laughs> it rolled. It's, it's fine. Round. Um, it's actually a scroll. <laughs> oh, neat. But basically, we come to find out that uh, Dracula had multiple wives so that he could build them up, get them to like kill multiple people and become ultra powerful, and then he would kill them for himself to just steal their power. So they would they would go out and do all the work to become like, you know, Classic incredibly powerful. Scheme. Yeah, exactly. It's a pyramid scheme but with sexual manipulation. Cool. So uh, it's the Nexium cult. Just <laughs> Yeah, it's actually yes, it is it is just the vow. Uh, much shorter than the vow, unfortunately. <laughs> um so yeah, so then we are introduced to as Harker is about to be murdered by Bebe, we are introduced to uh Dracula's former brides from Vienna in the in eighteen eighty nine. So they were the ones that entombed him, and now they now that he is free and he's got new brides, they are on a mission to destroy him. Uh, so they're following Harker around trying to save his life and be like, yo, you are in over your head, buddy. You don't know what the fuck you're dealing with. Um, they, you know, ultimately end up saving his life, killing his brides, and then killing him and taking his power for themselves. Uh, Damn. Yeah. That's the book, but... Holy shit, you're missing out on a lot of art if you don't pick this one up. It is, the art is so good. gorgeous. The art is gorgeous. Uh, I was telling RJ earlier, uh, a lot of like the their like transformation scenes into like their monster selves is very like Helsing. Like all these like crazy spooky eyes Ooh, I and like shit. It. Yeah, and like all their they kind of turn into these like she wolves with like multiple heads and multiple eyes and just like gnashing teeth and like it's it's one of those things where it's like so like uh, like like uh, disconnected from reality, it becomes this just like color bloodbath. Like it's just this like lush purple and green and red like just nightmare scape. It's like absolutely gorgeous. You just sold me this book, Casey. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm good at, right? <laughs> Shut up um, and take my money. <laughs> but basically in the ensuing final battle um Harker who is very clearly in over his head um gets bitten by one of the uh the brides and you know you, we we see all of his, his former brides his ex-wives murder the shit out of Dracula we don't really see exactly what happens to Harker but at the very end you see him like surrounded by by all the women and they're like Welcome to the club, Quincy Harker. So I'm imagining he's also now a vampire. So there's four of them. And there has to be a sequel. It can't just end like that, right? Like, it's got, like, this total cliffhanger vibe of, like, well, now what adventures do they get into? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Sounds yeah. pretty cool. I, I just love the idea of the, the harem taking their power back. Sure. They, like, being more than just a harem. It's it's do- totally got some, some Me Too analogs going on in yeah, there. It's weird that you would uh, really like that. Kind it's of really story. weird that I would like the feminist vampire book, huh? Yeah. <laughs> totally out of... And also, I didn't get a chance to buy it because we sold out, like, within 30 seconds of opening the doors. Uh, but speaking of feminist uh, body horror books, there's a, a book by Katie Skelly out this week called Maids uh, about, like, a true crime like serial killer duo uh, of, like, unsuspecting maids that would just kill people. Um, 
I can't wait to read it. I when we get that back in stock, I'm probably gonna do it on the show. <laughs> Release dates be damned. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes books are hard to get a hold of. Like I did Kent State three weeks late. Yeah. No, it was it was legitimately like my fault because I didn't pre-order it, and then Rob's fault because he didn't he underestimated how many witches wanted to buy the maids. <laughs> and you're like you're like in a witchy part of town. Like no, it was literally it was the coven down the street that bought all my copies. They came in all at once and bought all of them. Yeah, they, didn't, well, they can't just, just buy like a, one it was and like share a cartoon it? dust cloud. They like came in <laughs> and then the, all the copies were gone. They, they just exploded left. into a bunch of bats yeah. and yeah, flew away. I mean, do they yeah. each need their own copy? I mean, don't they have one eye that they all share? Sorry, sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to alienate any of our witchy listeners. We love those. We love those ladies. Obviously, yes, we love witches. Jesus. You, <laughs> you just don't drop it. But yeah, no, they were very sweet about it. They're like, oh my God, I'm taking your copy. I'm sorry. I'm like, this is on me. <laughs> go go read your book. Also, please buy comics for me. <laughs> also, please me. buy comics. Yeah. yeah. Please don't hex me. Continue to do this. It's, it's, it's fine. Come back next week. We have more books about witches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this book is gorgeous. I... You know, gave it a very brief rundown because it is a whole graphic novel, but I can't say enough about the art. It's truly unbelievable. And this is this is Erica Henderson who did Squirrel Girl mm. and um, that um, Assassin Assassin Nation, and uh, mm-hmm. I truly underestimated her because she has a fantastic art style and I love it. But I did not see like the carnage of this book coming. It's like so. It is her style fundamentally, but it's so much more bloody than anything i've ever seen her do and so much more like like abstract than than her typical work so i was i was thoroughly impressed she's like just gone up many notches in my <laughs> you know like favorite artist pantheon you just you, you just know. sold me this book like six times i'm gonna need that many <laughs> copies now <laughs> stop i have i already have six copies <laughs> you just show, yeah. you're just like why do i have all these yeah add to cart <laughs> okay Uh, all right what's next all right so um let's talk about cable yeah okay let's do it cobble and swords you mean you mean event horizon but with mutants yeah (laughs) the board the board casey practicing these elevator pitches and fucking nailing it this week (laughs) yeah it's called literally my job so yeah, so we we open up with the Summers family on uh, this the, and the peak, the the sword. Right, it's peak. Yeah. Yeah, it's peak. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's the swords uh, uh, HQ uh, space station. Yeah, it's their it's their uh, asteroid M, but for sword. It's their helicarrier, yes. but in Avalon. space. That too. There's a whole lot of things we can compare this to. It's a it's big two space. Of them, two it's of those were Magneto's. Space. <laughs> Magneto's been space. in space a lot. <laughs> There's space space. There's space space. It's their space space. There's safe space space. My space space. Don't talk to me. I'm in my space space. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking quit. <laughs> fucking anyway. Oh, that's, that's the fucking pun that puts you over the edge. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Adam, who wrote? Adam, who made this book? Oh right, let's uh, let's not get too uh... spacey. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! You're really spaced out there. Oh. So this is by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. Great team. I love Jerry Duggan. I'm I'm like, 
yeah. really starting to like when I see his name on something, I want it. Like I'm getting to that yeah. point. He where... really shines in the X Men bullpen for sure. Because yeah. I've liked mm-hmm. a lot of his stuff before he did this, and like he's winning me over even more. Yeah, like there's a lot of big names in that X Men bullpen, but there's a lot of the names that I didn't really know much about before getting into this that I'm liking more than those other names. And Jerry Duggan yeah. is one of those names. I think it's a great balance, and I I agree with you, Adam. I feel the same way. Yeah. So props to this creative team. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we're we're in this 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 sword spaceship that uh, Nathan has to use his sword to power. It's like a giant key. Because of course. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's so many like his his sword has like Superman abilities where like anytime you need a superpower, like like oh, if only we had a specific superpower to get us out of this. It's like, how about Nathan's sword? <laughs> That probably has that. I like that you're calling him Nathan. <laughs> I like I I like referring to mutants by their their real first I like names. How not even Nate though. It's Nate. I like how uh, much of a dad Cyclops has become because he's Dude, become younger. Seriously. I was I was just thinking about that today because it's really funny that like uh, like he, Cable became young and then with what is it, issue two of Hickman's X Men. He just like they just assumed the nuclear family role, yeah. like no question. Yeah. Like well, nobody's ever had a, re- a normal childhood or a normal family, and it's just like, hey, son, are you okay? I'm doing great, Dad. Thanks for they, asking. They finally, it's just like what they finally have the opportunity to become a family, and they just went all no, I, in. I love it. I love it. It's they're they're just faking it till they make it, and they're just they like, should, yeah, yep, this is my son. I love him. Like bring, I've just met him technically. They bring strife and Trevor in and be like, it's okay. You're not. You don't have to be evil. But like, I I just I just love that um, Scott and Gene call him son. Like they don't call him yeah. Cable. They don't call him Nathan. His name is Son, and it just melts my heart. And he heart. calls them mom and dad. Yeah, it's great. They're yeah. just. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's a beautiful dynamic, and I love it. But at the same time, there's something like off and creepy about it that I can't no. put my finger on. Well, because they literally just met, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because like they they've known old Cable, but this is like basically a different person who just like popped in a couple like a year ago or something. Like, yeah. It's it it is like if you adopted an eighteen year old and start yeah, going they're, hello son. They're they're, <laughs> like, they're a foster they're foster parents that adopted a sixteen year old, but they adopted a sixteen year old version of their son who's older than them. <laughs> hey man, time travels a bitch. <laughs> Fucking yeah, X Men, man. <laughs> Who they've technically known for decades, but only as like a sixty year old man. Yeah. And a son who thought he was the clone of. Of their son for a long time. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. Man, what but a they, weird family But they that raised Summer's him family. in the future because after they got married, their honeymoon, they got brought whisked to the future for 12 years to raise him as a kid. What a wild honeymoon. Yep. <laughs> That's one of those I need a vacation from my vacation kind of vacations. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time they get whisked away is to Victorian England to watch Sinister become a. Frankenstein monster. As much as I want to wade deep into the weeds of X-Men lore, specifically where the Summers family is concerned. For the Summers family Summers? Just, just like Sinister. <laughs> well, they summer on the moon. We've established this. No, they summer at the space base. They live on the moon. 
<laughs> so anyway, they're, they're oh, like explore. They're, they're exploring this vacant space station, and they're doing like space space everything wrong. Like, it, like I've seen oh, yeah, so many sure. space disaster films they, that start never, the way this starts. They've never seen First an of episode all, of Star Trek. They turned the giant power station on. Right. Yeah. And, it, and then they first. do a little psionic, like, double check to see if anyone's of there. No one's and Gene's like, there's something. Something. Something <laughs> right. is here. And then, yeah. and then Cable's like, hey, has anyone else noticed that there's shadows burned into the walls? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. And Scott's just like, well, like they like must have gone down swinging, son. It's like, no, everyone here is dead and you should leave. And then they find this 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 uh, set of double doors that are just like hastily welded together. And Scott's like, "That's weird. Someone welded this together in a hurry." I know. And let's it. open it. it. Just cuts it open. Yeah. It's like, don't yeah. open dead inside. I wonder what's in here. <laughs> I like uh, I like how in between all of this, they get the they have the phone call with magic from. Uh, but we talked about a new mutants. Yeah. yeah, and I love that it's written differently. It's it written in the different tone of voice, but, like yeah. from in both Magic and Cyclops, kind of have an aside that isn't fully explained. Yeah, yeah, it's it kind of seems like are they dating too? Is he no. cheating on no. the cuckoos? No, it's, no, a, it's, it's a, a commander. Oh no, it's Cyclops and it's like Magic. A, it's it's like not a um, Nathan and Magic. Yeah, it's more like a uh, like general soldier type relationship that I got. But it sounds like they got a plan to fucking do something. Like they're cooking something up. Yeah. Because yeah. they kept they keep talking Something's like telepathically happening. even though they're like because they, they're trying to get Cable to give up the sword and have Scott go. And he's like, no, nah, I got this shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, thanks, Dad. But I think it, it has to be me. Yeah. Even if you did. And he's like, well, what kind of nation are we if we also make our children fight our battles for us? Yeah. Like, it's oh, like you're Scott nice. Summers. <laughs> that makes you Scott Where Summers. have you been? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes you leader of the X-Men who have yeah. always put children in Specifically battle. Specifically your child. <laughs> Multiple times. So, yeah, you've already done that. You've already screwed this up so many times. You're like, you're doing better this time, but you're still, you know. At least you're questioning it this yeah. time, which it, he never has hey, for the last like 80 getting, years. He's progressing. He's getting, he's growing. It just took yeah, him a exactly. few Baby decades. steps. Baby steps. <laughs> Jeez. So then G- uh, they kind of split up, and Gene finds this like weird, infected-looking dude with black eyes. Yeah, it's Event Horizon. He's just well, she's having a conversation, and he's got his back turned, and he's like looking out the window, yeah, like, and then he turns uh-oh. around, and he just has no yeah, eyes. But, and I was like, yeah. But he's like, he's like, I I remember Sam Neil. He's like, first first question. Why the hell would you do any of the things you've done in the last hour? Yeah, pretty much like, you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> like... Yeah. Did this not look ominous enough to you? Did you look around first before yeah. you turned it I, on? I, I think yep. seeing shadows burned into the wall would be my flag to go like, hey, maybe we should GTFO. I think space would have been my first red flag. Yeah, I mean. It's all the way up there? No. Yeah. yeah, giant <laughs> shutdown space space. We should have, we should have been more careful about this. <laughs> so yeah, so this this dude with no eyes gives Gene this like psionic taste of what the hell is going on. So I guess I find out there's this giant like gate into some other reality where these infected mm-hmm. weirdos are coming they through. The board. Yeah, it's it ba- basically the room that Scott just hastily opened was a giant glowing portal into a reality in which virus people <laughs> want to come through 
and infect and cleanse reality. Yeah, all got to, all which they Good turned job. So it's totally. just every local Walmart right now. <laughs> <laughs> totally won't come back ever. Totally not. <laughs> just gonna ignore that plot thread. Uh, there's there's two really good panels uh where like <laughs> there's like three of those things come through the the gate and they're like cleanse cleanse destroy learn and uh Scott's like how bad am I going to feel after and she's like it's a virus it's viscora the viscora invade and replicate and move on he's like great cable get your gun and then the next two panels is them like activating their weapons like an eye blast ionic blast and gun and then the next panel is them just exploding in like the different like yeah. color coded to who murdered them yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 I, I love 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 and I've said this before how well the X team has been writing solving conflict with multiple power sets yeah and using their power sets together, yeah. like yeah. X Factor is the best at that. Yeah, it's it's, I, I I love every bit of that. It's why I love the X Men, because you can just it's you can mix and match and and do some really great things, and just the whole Summers family together. I mean, like that's a lot of cool powers and guns and shit. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of guns, many, so many you know, guns, many guns and face guns. Yeah, regular guns. Yeah, I was gonna say eye guns, <laughs> face guns. <yeah. laughs> Sword guns. Mind guns. guns. Yeah. So guns. I, I got a little bit confused at this point. So like this just war breaks out on this spaceship and then Cable's like, you know what? I'm going to take my sword, which will power this whole thing down and then just go back to Krakoa. Well, well Jean, so Jean basically putting the sword yeah. in there is what turned it on. It's yeah. what it's what opened the gate. It powered the, the gate portal. was like the be the station, the base space station <laughs> space base. being off space space. Uh, was being off was what kept it dormant, and so he turned it on and like flipped the light switch back on. So on she astrally projects into like through the gate to see what the fuck is up, and she comes back and she's like, "Don't hold back! It's real bad! It's really fucking bad!" <laughs> turn it off! Turn you gotta it go turn it off! off. <laughs> turn it off right now! <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so so Scott just doesn't hold back his eye blast and just kills anything that tries to come through the gate, and then Cable unplugs. The, the, you know, the surge protector <laughs> to try and turn this fucking thing <laughs> he just, off. just uh, unplugs it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he's just like, yeah, all right, I guess I got to go hang out in Kukoa with my sword now. Yeah, I guess everyone's, yeah. you know. Chilling in this circle. Pull, pulling yeah. out yeah, their and swords it, oh. and seeing how. It, so he, when he gets to the him. circle, yeah. it's he's like, ladies and gentlemen, the light of Krakoa is here. And Ileana's just like, you told me you had an outer space name. You can't rename your sword. That's lame. And then he's like, Cable's like, Doug, it's good to see you, man. I had no idea you were a swordsman. He's like, I'm not. He's like, oh. Oh. And that's just how the fuck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so ridiculous. It's just the end. That's Cable's been cons- consistently great. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good. I, I love I love the, the family dynamic of the Summers family. Mm-hmm. I want more of that forever. Yeah, and then we get more of the telepathic conversation where they clearly have a plan to try and make because uh, because te- telepathy doesn't work in other world, so there's some kind of a plan. And basically, he's like, "All right, we're gonna be listening out for you, bud. If you need help, just let us know." And he's like, "All right, oh, why is everyone smiling?" Yeah, because I- <laughs> they just had a full <laughs> telepathic conversation. There was like yeah, a whole two something. pages where in in the back of my head I was like, "Why is 
all of the dialogue telepathic when they're all standing in front of each other like wouldn't they just be talking at this point and then Doug's just like um hello <laughs> I was like oh because not everyone here is involved in this conversation <laughs> so, yeah so good so that's Cable yeah I love the idea of just not being a telepath and watching like four telepaths have a conversation and they're just staring at well, each other and smiling and you're like what oh what oh what's happening well it's it's two telepaths and scott and iliana like it's just th- there's telepathic conversation going on that just not everyone's allowed to listen to right <laughs> it's so petty and shitty <laughs> only the cool kids are talking okay yeah. Doug? Jeez. Now back off <laughs> motherfucker it's like go talk to your tree that none of us can understand <laughs> damn or your it's sword that some of us can understand. It's the only time he's left out of language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how's it yeah, feel, right. Doug? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ten of swords, man. So many swords. So many swords. It's just so cool. There's at least ten of them. <laughs> at least. Probably more. Anyway, what else we got? I got more vampires. Y'all want to get more vampires? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so it's Vein number one. It's an um, uh, Omni Press book, which is pretty cool. I don't think we've talked about many of their books. Um, it's written by Elliot Ray Hall, illustrated by Emily uh, Pearson, and colored by Fred C. Stressing. Is it Oni um, Press or Omni? I always thought it was Oni Press. Oh, did I say Omni? I think you mm-hmm. might have. Odie Press. Sorry. Whoops. They could be listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's just a Freudian slip on my part. Whoops, I don't think there is an Omnipress. Um, so basically, this book uh, takes place in uh, 1941, and it is a heist book. Typical, like, John Dillinger style. What we think is bank heists. Come to find out. It's blood bank heists, because they're vampires. <laughs> so another bit of genre bending. This is also one of the co-writers on RJ's next book, the Bleed Them Dry. So uh, it's interesting that he's got so many vampire genre bendy books. Dude loves vampires. Or he loves vampires. Vampire. I love this artwork. Um, it's very yeah. The artwork's super cool. It's, very, it's got like a rustic brush kind of a kind of a, a feel to it. Totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's got these kind of, like, hushed color tones, too. Kind of, like, helping it set in that, like, you know, 40s environment. Um, so, yeah, so they they pull off, like, the big heist, and they, they kind of go their separate ways. And then we also get um, a B story of this FBI agent who's kind of trying to, like, prove his worth and really get, like, a, a big, like, le- leading an investigation. So he's trying to pitch to Eisenhower that he realizes that there is a pattern of people heisting blood banks and like stealing blood from different hospitals and and blood supply and that sort of thing um so what i what i really like about about his like b story is that he's going to director hoover and he's saying uh clearly there's people there's a pattern of people stealing blood supplies and it has to be because it's like it's like spies stealing blood so that our soldiers die like it's like it's a, mm. a 
contributing to the war effort. You know what I mean? Like, like we we're gonna need if we ever end up in World War II, we're gonna need this this blood supply, and if none of it exists, a lot more of our soldiers are gonna die. Um, he did, and then he's like, but you know, it could also be vampires. Ha ha ha. But not kidding. But unless. Um. So. Yeah, so so basically, after like the the big heist, the vampires go there separately. They they split off. There's four of them. They split off into like two couples, and they're like, "All right, we'll meet back up when the blood runs dry." And they meet back up a little while later and do another heist. And and he's like, I, th- I believe it's in Vegas because they end up at the um, you know the craps tables. And uh, this time, uh, the FBI agent is a little bit like on their tail. Oh yeah, so so they like have to pull another heist because all the the blood is run dry, and this one's really cool because like there's like one security guard that's like I'm not afraid of you, I'm not afraid of you guys are cowards and like you won't do anything, and she's like oh yeah, and instead of shooting him in the face, she just shoots herself like she puts the gun in her mouth and blows out her own brains, and then like comes back to life to scare him. <laughs> It's like what? What a good psychological tactic on your hostage situation. He wipes his ass with his record contract. I love this guy. Uh, Um, yeah. So there's there's also a subplot where like the 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 two dudes that go off on their own end up like killing a dude who was like like they they were like stopped for because they were pretending that they had car trouble and then they just slaughtered the dude who like stopped to help them turns out that guy was just a fucking serial killer <laughs> like either by complete coincidence or they're hunting serial killers not quite sure which um so that was like a cool little aside there are a lot of really cool details in this book um so right as they're uh about to like pull their heist uh they end up like going to like the movies and they're watching the the newsreel about Pearl Harbor and the very next page is them all four of them in the FBI agent's office saying uh <laughs> he's like what's the meaning of all this who are you people and she's like I thought it was obvious we're vampires and we want to kill some Nazis nice. <laughs> So, like, what I thought was, like, a pretty sure. straightforward... Because, like, at first, I'm like, okay, vampire heist book. Cool. Like, that's all I needed. That's that's a good enough premise as it is. A little bit predictable, but it's a good premise. And then, joke's on me, it's actually a vampire war book. Because <laughs> they're going to go kill Nazis. Uh, yeah, You don't, you don't have cool. a whole Just, lot of boxes left to check off, Casey. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, they're also lesbians, so... Oh, well, there's the last box. <laughs> the last That's box. the last box that was the the queer box that, wasn't checked yet. There that it is. is. The pun, the lesbian box. <laughs> oh, stop it! Oh, Shut that's it down. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, that should, someone needs to open that bar. The last box. <laughs> Ch- check check my box. Or just the box. The box. The box. That yeah, probably is box. a bar. That is 100 percent a be. bar. It has to. Be. I want I want to come up with a uh, a tech bar called the progress bar. Oh, God <laughs> fucking damn it. Yeah. Where it's like All an right, internet well, cafe. I want to make a space cafe <laughs> called Space Space. <laughs> space Space. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Is that is that me now? 
Yeah, you get to get, do the next vampire book. Vampires and swords. Well, wait, shouldn't we be doing it? What's what's next on the swords? <laughs> well, no, he's we're, do, we're done. Ten of Swords done is over. Oh. 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 <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Never enough X-Men. Right. We are not uh, an X-Men podcast. There's only Bullshit. three this week. We are not an X-Men podcast. We are really not. hasn't been a week that there's more than three. I know. Oh, I guess you can count the handbook, but I don't. I do. <laughs> okay, then there's four. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway, sorry. I have uh, Bleed Them Dry number four by Elliot Rahal and D.K. Ruin and uh, Miquel Mirorta. Um, so this one, uh, Harper, at the end of the last issue, uh, showed up at this woman's place um, after escaping the cops. And um, she uh, she's talking to her, and uh, she's like, the it's like everyone's calling you a murderer. Um, and then she's like, it's not true. And then there's like panels of silence, and she's like, okay, uh, if I doubt you for a second, I'm gonna call the cops. Um, and uh, so Harper kind of explains that uh, what no one understands is that there's two murderers. The uh, uh, Atticus, her partner, is also a killer. Um, in addition to Toho, the, the so, yeah. So so vampire. we have we have a like Northern California in the seventies situation here, where like oh we thought it was one serial killer, turns out it's at least two. Yep. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. And uh, so Toyo, uh, it cuts to uh, Toyo waking up as um as Harper kind of explains uh, explains everything to her that about the serial killers. Um, and then Toyo is like, got knocked out because uh, he threw a grenade at, um, at Atticus. And um, then, so the, it cuts to him like waking up and uh, this old dude is uh, giving him his wrist that's cut open and he's, he's feeding from it. And, um, he introduces himself as Arun Aiko, and it turns out that he is also another Yakuza, um, but he's a Yakuza that was part of the next generation of hybrid hybrid people after uh, Toyo um, was like uh, got put into stasis, um, and so so the he was part of the ne- next successful one. Yeah. But right? they, because because the main character was in the stasis tube and then got like locked in it and forgotten yeah. about, right? But they ended up yeah. turning sides. His whole generation ended up become uh, joining the vampires because they had that's they had pretty much lost at that point. They also talk about how the vampires are from a different world. I don't. I guess I forget if that was part of the last issue. I think they talked about it in the second or third issue. Right? Where, yeah, they yeah. they invaded. Yeah, I think it's the second issue actually. Um, then uh so Harper uh is like telling her telling the woman um all this who's obviously her ex girlfriend and um she kind of starts going bloodlusty and attacks her and then uh she th- smashes a, s- a coffee cup on the Harper and um beats the poop out of her and gets her to like come to her senses um 
and then it uh, cuts to Atticus, who has just been promoted, um, like, chief? Is it chief? Is that the position? Captain. Okay. He's just been promoted captain of the police, and it's talking about how the, the last captain stepped down, but he's being, like, his, uh, he's giving the speech and it's being projected onto a TV, and it cuts to um, where it's being projected from, and he's sitting in this room, and across from him is the old captain with, uh, like, he's been beheaded, and uh, he's holding his own head, and uh, Ka- and uh, Atticus killed him, and then is, like, giving the speech of him accepting uh, the, the position while he's sitting across from his body. Um, Dang. And then Atticus is uh, also talking about how he's going to uh, reinstigate the anti-terrorist um, task force known as Stake, because of course, because uh, um, it's a vampire yeah. book. Get it? So nice. This is it. Is it like an acronym, like shade and it, sword got, and shield? What's the periods? No, it's just an Outback what? Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Do they say what the acronym stands for? I don't think so. Uh, oh, man. Can I can I still get a blooming onion? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> From a bunch of cops? Ooh, yeah, no. Vampire cops? That's who you want your blooming onion from? <laughs> you like you forgot the dipping sauce. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine like this. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, um, so Aiko is the old the old Yakuza is part of Stake. Um, so he's like, because he introduces himself to uh, Torio, like I'm supposed to kill you, but we're part of the same clan, so I won't. Um, and he gives him his sword because he sees that Ad- uh, Torio lost his. And um, then uh, it it kind of ends with uh, Atticus joining um, the joining stake and going. Everyone calls the stake team a relic of asylum's past that you're too old over the hill, but not me. So let's show those motherfuckers what bloodlust really means. Um, and Harper also leaves her ex. Uh, she's like, you and I were always over. It just took me becoming a criminal and a half vampire for it to be official. I was like, God damn. Like, all right. That's some. That's a way to break up with someone. So everyone's kind of, they're going their own path at the moment, and Atticus is going to hunt down Harper, because uh, she's now been branded a criminal, um, like uh, one of the like stakes most wanted. So, because he's spinning the fact that everything with everything that's happening that she betrayed him. Yeah, no, you accuse your right. enemies of the crime that you That's did. True. <laughs> Where That's have the, I seen the best way to get out of it? Before. I know, right? <laughs> Art. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the book continues to be really good. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Fucking vampires taking over the podcast. We're a vampire nice. podcast now. So, what other kind of samurai sword books do we have there's usagi yojimbo by uh everyone's favorite stan sakai and then um we've we've also got the 
Neil Armstrong of coloring Usagi Ojimbo, Tom Luth. Because <laughs> no one's ever done this. One way to no one's that. ever had this job. <laughs> Got it. See what I did there? Kind of. Uh-huh. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, colors by Tom Luth. Um, so this is we continue this whole town siege story where all the townsfolk are locked into this one building. Um, Usagi and his former rival, the head the head man of this town, along with his wife and and their uh, nursemaid, have kind of split up. So Usagi and the 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 head dude stick together and they stuck around the town where the wife and the maid split off and onto separate paths. So the the nursemaid gets captured pretty much right away and then gives up the ghost pretty much right away where they're they're like she's like don't kill me Usagi will get real mad and then you'll have to answer to him. And the guy's like why would Usagi be mad? Last time I saw Usagi, he was slapping you around. But then again, how did you escape without any kind of help? And it's like, oh, great. Good. Well, so right. she grabs a sword and then like kind of does the math in her head and goes like, all right, well, I'm not going to be able to fight my way through these ninjas, but I can just bury this sword into my body so that I they won't be able to get me to say anything stupid from here on out. So that's kind of a morbid moment where they're just like, no, get that sword away from her. We need her for information. <laughs> Meanwhile, Usagi and uh, the the head of the town are just killing their way through the guards that are set up to, to guard the town who are like spreading rumors about some goblin that's guarding one of the, the higher paths. Who knows? So they're trying to find a way to get to this storage like building where all the, the townspeople are, are, are being held and they they kind of start reminiscing about this time as children there was they were trying to harvest these mountain yams and all of these lizards came and and threatened to eat all of the yams that they'd spent all day That's digging up so they had to fight them off and in fighting them off they ended up eating the yams anyway. So it's like damn lizards. Yeah, they defended themselves, but you know, these dinosaur dudes took all their yams. Not the yam. That's a bad Hate yam when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so they they finally they they kind of camp out on on this this cliff near the town overnight to try to they're going to attack at sunrise so that the 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 sun will be in their attackers' eyes. Super cool stuff. <laughs> but of course this nursemaid already gave their whole plan away so they're captured like right away um and Mm -hmm. the the head of this clan because it's it all kind of comes crashing down so the head of this clan that usagi's been pretending to help is part of the clan that usagi was part of for years and years like he still wears their like uh their colors so to speak so this guy's like well you've disgraced our uh our master, so we're just gonna fucking burn this village down. And Usagi's like, yeah, but like you can't bring revenge to your lord, but also just like be a dick about it. You can't just kill innocent people in in the name of of our lord, because then it's, you know you're just evil. You're an evil prick at that point. 
<laughs> so uh, he kind of confiscates Usagi's swords, and there's this whole like point of contention where he's like, "Well, you know, I got your swords. What are you gonna do about it?" <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm doing this all out of order. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I and I keep forgetting everyone's name. Um, I'm kind of scrambled today, <laughs> but uh, the the wife character is is marching up through the higher pass, and she just gets exhausted and collapses at someone's feet. We don't know who it is. Could it be this goblin everyone's talking about? Could it be the uh, son that Usagi and this lady have together that she thinks is the other guy's son? Sean is nodding. Yes, I'm thinking that's probably it. Son. And or the master. And or the master that they they also keep talking about. So there's a lot of cool stuff kind of clashing together happening all at once. But we actually end with um, them about to burn down this this village. Well, yeah, it's just one building with every with all of the villagers inside of it. Right. And if this anecdote about the yams has anything to say about it, they'll probably end up killing their way out of it. But you know, losing all the townsfolk. So hopefully, yeah, might not end well. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't. End. Hopefully it doesn't. And, end it's end better that way. than that. Yeah, yeah. It was this. It was a lot of fun. I love, love, love this book. It's, it's, it does such a good job of kind of telling a samurai story, but at the same time not being like hyper violent. Yeah, it's like the complete opposite of the devil's red prime. Right. Like in that in that it's way. it's very accessible in that way that it's not like Absolutely. super violent, it's not super scary. It's actually kind of cute and furry adjacent. So like <laughs> it's definitely cute for sure. You've got a brand. <laughs> yeah, I do kind <laughs> yeah, of. We... <laughs> but yeah, I it... well, everyone's got to check those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I continue to be impressed by Stan Sakai. And his storytelling mm-hmm. is it's it's beautiful, it's great. Yeah. So I think. Oh, I have another one. All right. Yeah. I'll try to make this one quick because it's big. Yeah, I'm trying to kind of <laughs> motor through. Yep. Motor it. Sorry. Um. Okay. <laughs> so, I kind of just grabbed this one on a whim because I thought it was a single issue, and it turned out that it wasn't. Um. <laughs> turned out it was really long (laughs) Um, it's called Swamp Thing Twin Branches uh, by Maggie Stiefvater Morgan Beam and Jeremy Lawson so this is a whole ass book so I I'm really glad that you accidentally got this because (laughs) we haven't talked about any of DC's like newer YA books um, they've been doing a really great job of creating some like fantastic original content specifically for YA readers um, in this kind of like smaller format. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to read this, but regale me. I will. Do, okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to do the compressed version. As Please best do. I can. So it's basically follows. So just gale us then. Got it. <laughs> That was follows dumb. the Holland brothers, one of which being Alec Haldwin. Holland. Alec Holland, sorry. <laughs> Alec Baldwin? Um, it's still Alec Swamp Baldwin, Thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, still Swamp Thing, yeah. And basically he is, uh, they're high, schools, high schoolers, this the Alec character, he's very, he's doing a lot of research into plants, 
um, kind of talking about them. And as the the book is progressing and telling stories in between, uh, you get pieces of his research and how he's basically talking about how plants are alive and can learn. And that's what his all his research is. Like if you, after time, it'll learn how to react to danger. So like he does tests where if he has a lighter, it burns at first then he keeps growing these plants and then when he lights the lighter next to it it moves away so it's all about how plants actually think are alive and much more intelligent than people would think because they can adapt and that's what all of his experience experiments are he's like cultured this plant smash cut to um them walking into their house uh and their dad is banging the realtor uh who's not their mom Uh and now they go to their cousin's house for the summer while that gets sorted out (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he's like uh, more of like a socially very socially um, I wouldn't say probably awkward because he's definitely uh, I think they make a point to talk about how he just he thinks like a plant like he's (laughs) very focused on that they do a good job of character like showing like you know like he feels more comfortable in his research um, around you know doing this stuff he doesn't feel comfortable around other people other than like this brother really um, who's the complete total opposite super outgoing like wants to go hang out go to parties and stuff like a typical you know 17 18 year old uh, boy <laughs> um, like I said there's a lot to decompress in this so I don't want to go too far but like as this progresses uh, once they get to the town his experiment falls out of the truck and you see that it starts infect not necessarily infecting but like mutating with the wildlife so like some dogs get into it and they turn into like swamp thing dog creatures so like they are still kind of dog but they're he realizes and is able to identify that it's actually his experiment and it's this plant that he's been cultivating over years that he named boris because <laughs> um, like he you know uh, kind of throwing the experience they do a good job uh the author does a really good job of building up it's like so you can easy cues it's like oh shit that's the plant like he you know lights a lighter next to him and then they all back up because like that's the learned behavior they've been trained to exactly so it was a cool job a cool way to very unique um very different take on the swamp thing story but it's very much about how uh alec works through and goes through life and deals with being a high school person a student that really just wants to do his research and like his brother being the opposite but kind of is like the also has his own burdens it doesn't really because i guess he was you know uh, he was covering for his dad who was cheating on his mom for months and that weighed on him but didn't tell him and like they've grown apart and you just have like the classic teenage um you know and him meeting girl like love story going to parties things like that uh very high school <laughs> high school um party movie type uh scenarios um <laughs> but i don't want to give like the whole thing away it was really good they do a good job of connecting the dots of like you know just you know and talking about how it's a lot about like just be who you are and he's like i'm a I'm comfortable doing research. So he ends up find, getting friends with like the other per- people doing research and befriending them. And like, he kind of finds like that safe space. Um, and there's, you know, some conflict that goes on with like, cause of the plants and some other just dickhead kids <laughs> in the uh, very classic Duke's, Dukes of Hazard 
uh, type of kids just running around that town, just blowing shit up and stuff. Um, but it was, it's a really well, I didn't know what this book was. So again, I'm thinking it's an issue, right? I'm reading it. I'm like, man, this is, this is long. This just keeps. And then I look, I'm like, oh, this is like 200 pages. Got it. Oh, you're reading um, it digitally. I was like, how do you get confused? Yeah, I was reading it digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you I just, just had kinda, like a I just stack of it. single issues and you're like, man, this one just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, like a exactly, scroll. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there have been some expensive issues with DC lately, but the price probably should have given that away. Uh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I do sometimes I don't even look at that stuff. I'm like, oh cool. All right, whatever. Yeah, I don't um, I don't All right, Mr. I don't think about it until <laughs> until I, I get rung up. Money in case he's like, That'll be you know and then I look at her like eight hundred dollars. That'll please. be all of your dollars. Yeah, that'll be everything you've got in your pockets. This is actually a stick up. I'm robbing <laughs> you. Casey's robbed me many times. <laughs> this, this, uh, yeah, we talk about like now knowing what, like, kind of what Casey led up, like knowing this is a young adult book that makes it a lot of things are clicking. But like, I think it does a really good job of talking about just being like in that point in your life, and like, and then also incorporating some of the swamp thing mythos into it and making that part of the story. I'm, I'm sure there's some analogies about changes going on in your body. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because one of the things, like the I hate it when my hormones the, turn me into the, a swamp monster the, or a turtle. Just, well, one of the things that ends up happening, like um, he accidentally gets this, like the the plant juice. I don't know, lack of a better term. But then he could start hearing the plants thinking and oh, reacting, and they and stuff like that, and about. like it kind of. And then other people in the town start, uh, like his friend, that like they can see, like they end up see, being able to see memories of this old tree. And she's working on like a research project all centered around this old tree in town and writing the history about it. And they end up like figuring out this like age old mystery about someone who disappeared because like now they could see this tree's memories. It was a cool way to tie all that together while also kind of telling a very human story about trying to figure out where you belong so it was a it was a really well done and it was um i like the art style i don't even know what to really compare it to but i, re- I really liked the color and uh the how they depicted the, the transformations uh with like um uh, like the dogs with the once they became like swamp thing-esque i don't know like i don't know how to describe that it was it was good i not knowing anything about this really enjoyed it i like the cassandra <laughs> cool. Kane one that rules yeah, no, there's like the um oh, the was, Catwoman one is really good and it deals with the like animal abuse and like physical abuse. Like a similar and, like, style like, like the young like uh as Yeah, this? yeah okay. the YA books, like the um the Harley Quinn one okay, is gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, like, this was good. I would I would recommend yeah. this one, um, you know, to, to really anybody. I've been I've been was, wanting um, more Swamp Thing more and more lately. And that's why I grabbed it, because we've been talking about Swamp Thing a lot and I was like, Oh, Swamp Thing. Cool, I'll check it out. <laughs> And it, this wasn't like a traditional swamp thing, but like it incorporates a lot of that that stuff in. It. And I thought, you know, it was a good take, a good interesting way to um, to talk about like what's maybe where swamp thing. It felt like maybe if you're if it was gonna tie it, it would be like a swamp thing like origin story. Yeah. And it's a very different take on that. But it, yeah. it was really- very, very different than like Alan Moore's Alec Holland origins. Exactly, but it's still yeah. very compelling and interesting and uh really, really well done in its own right so it was it was it was good definitely worth picking up if you if you see it on the shelf 
And cool. you'll know how big it is if you pick it up in person, because I didn't pick it up in person. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of um, mutated swamp monsters, our top story, one of our top <laughs> stories this week is We Live, number one, from Aftershock. Uh, all the books just flow so nicely into one another. This one um, was interesting. I, it's so I loved cool. this book. This was my favorite thing that I read this week. I, it, it was the only book that I got home and had to read immediately. Yeah. And like I, I read a bunch of other number ones that shall not be named uh, that we didn't talk about on the show <laughs> first. And I was like, oh, I don't care about comics this week. This is bullshit. And then I, I read this kind of not really knowing what I was getting into. And it is definitely the best book of the week. It was the last thing I read because they were in alphabetical order. Oh, on nice. My, on my thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the only this is um, the only book I got to read this week before my week just dissolved into a complete <laughs> catastrophe. Just crap. <laughs> um, yeah, so we basically get like a little. Uh, it's it's literally like a uh, Fallout style PSA commercial to explain the the like history of this book, and yeah, it's like which is great. Yeah, which is great, but it's basically. It's it only takes place in 20, 2084, which is like way too close for my liking. But um basically the world has been completely rearranged and and changed by massive um natural disasters and global catastrophes. Um so the topography is different. Um there's been mutations of all like the creatures the and all, like mutation they called it. Hostile mutations. <laughs> um but then because the planet was so difficult to inhabit, there was the this they called it the Rumble War. There was like a massive world war for all of the remaining territories in which humans could live. Ninety um, percent of humanity died, and what was left was like they basically of made like the planet died. It was a species died. Like, well, it says of our species. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. Because um, every other species got mutated into horrible monster oh, creatures. That's true. Um, so. So yeah, so basically they made like nine mega cities that would like like held the population with like some outlying like villages, right? Um, and then they're like, okay, it was like the dawn of a new era, and we were like, you know, ready to start fresh and like you know build up our society. And then we got a message from aliens, as you do, and <laughs> as you as one does, and the alien said. Good news, bad news. <laughs> uh, bad news is you're going to die, for sure. Like, nature's going to take over for real this time. You guys are fucked. Good news, though, is we're sending you 5,000 bracelets that'll save 5,000 of your human babies. You $5,000? $5,000. $5, <laughs> $5, that's all you get. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, specifically, yeah, they're specifically for children, right? Yes, because yeah. they want to they rescue children. Um, to, re- so- to take off and repopulate. Alien race. worlds. They yeah. don't. They don't say anything about who these aliens are or where they're going, which is very suspect to me. I'm like, yo, that's a trap. That's my first instinct. <laughs> is that's a trap. Yep. Um, but Here, we don't know yet. So, press, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Hanson Gretel, <laughs> but the intergalactic. Version. So, I, I, I just did a little bit of exploring. So, um, I, I kind of half noticed all the QR codes throughout this book. Oh yeah, no, the music is fantastic. Yeah. It's the Miranda Brothers. The writers of this book made corresponding songs and, and they're fantastic. And they're, they're, there's QR codes in the book. If you scan them, it'll take you to YouTube videos where it's kind of semi-animated stills of the book with this rad music on top of it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. So the book has um, a soundtrack. I love when books have soundtracks. The book has a soundtrack, and like I, the one in the back is like a side scroller cartoon, like animated. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the two of them kind of walking in a two D. He like you said stills of the, of I love the book, it. and it's gorgeous. We can't say enough about the art in this book either. It's like so bright and colorful and like post-apocalyptic in a very lush kind of yeah, way, which is really cool. Apocalypse, apocalypse it is the cutest apocalypse. Yeah, it, it's got yeah. both kind of a cute, almost anime vibe, but it's also incredibly detailed. And it gets yeah. horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's both things. It's 100% both things. Yeah. Um, so th- then we, after we get our introduction, that's just the first two pages. Yeah, um, right. But then we... Yeah, and then we get to we realize that it's five days until extraction day, and it we are now following this um son this like brother and sister, and the brother is the one with the bracelet, and the sister is guiding him to. They're allowed to have like one, um, one person help like, escort them to. Well, the, yeah, to one the, friend yep. to help us escort them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they live in like the outer villages, so they have to like all get on a bus and make their way through the terrible wilderness that wants to destroy them to the extraction point uh so yeah that's a lot um and then we're introducing to some other characters like there's this one kid who's got this like bemo like guardian <laughs> yeah. that's like just this like yeah. giant hulking robot in a trench name coat is alice <laughs> i know yeah. it's so good i love it um they also they all have really cute names like what's the name of the main kid and his sister it's like hototo i think is his name yeah um yeah, Hototo and his sister, whose name I forget also. Um, Tala is his sister's name. And he's got like a little like like purple panther helmet that like cause he's gonna be a superhero, so he's like he's got a superhero costume that Tala made for him and it's adorable. Like oh my the god. Whole thing's kind of yeah, now they're basically on the way to the city being driven on this bus by this blind it's just, man it's basically master roshi right yeah 100 yeah. and it's great. yeah this and like ancient old dude with these glasses and he says at one point he's just like you gotta gotta bring that closer i can't really see it it's like jesus christ you probably shouldn't <laughs> driving <be> the bus <laughs> driving let's say let's say they're it's gonna take you to save humanity well, good he lord can see <laughs> ah, can he yeah, because he shoots a lot of pe- a lot of shit. Well, that's the other thing. He is a very good s- <laughs> sharpshooter. I think they're just like goggles, uh, but it looks like he doesn't have eyes. He says at one point that he can't see. I forget. I'll I'll find the anyway, the panel. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it says the person who reads um, Daredevil, but the man who can't see does shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I've never seen Matt uh, Murdock drive a bus. Well, <laughs> let's call up Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> Next arc. <laughs> oh, Chippy Z. He just gets a uh, job as a bus driver. That's it. That's, I just like that's a, the whole as thing. As they're going through this, they're kind of exposing us to the world. Like, you see, just like there's this huge storm that comes out of nowhere and just fucks the bus up. You have all these mutated creatures we run into. So you're kind of, you get so much, and it's so detailed, like you were saying, like, but you get so much of it so quickly. And it was, it was a really cool way to get back into the world so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I love absolutely. the line work like in this. The- it's so precise and so like, like we said, detailed. There's so much in there. Yeah. Like you can get lost in these pages. I like how they uh, one one point one of the kids fixes the Hototo's like helmet, which is the Marshall Supercat 2000. Which gives yeah, him, because um, he just want, he just was wearing it because it looked cool, but turns out it also has this like reality augmenting. Like yeah, like he can flip a switch and all of a sudden he's in like Neo Tokyo. Everyone's a panda, panda mode. 
Samurai Panda <laughs> yes. mode, yeah. Samurai Panda mode. And then there's another um, one that's yeah, like Robot Land. So he's you know they're in the jungle, but he's seeing this Robot Land and are and he's just like oh it's cool it's so cool you gotta look look over there look at that like thinking that everyone else can yeah. see it too which is really so cute. I guess yeah, like, it was cool. if you're gonna I, yeah. make your way across an apocalyptic hellscape you might as well have some cool augmented reality goggles. Yeah, because it's immediately juxtaposed by, like, at one point they're at the rest stop, mm-hmm. and these, like, zombie things that they call molders yeah. pop up, and it's, uh, so it's Hototo and his, and his new friend that he just met, and they're, like, playing in a car, and these molders, oh, like, like pop up on him. Yeah, they, one of them just, like, barely scratches the girl's arm, and she mutates, like, immediately, yep. and they have to put her out of her misery. It's yeah. like, Jesus yeah, it Christ. Yeah, because, like... At one point, like, he's like, okay, everybody on the bus, it's just a scratch, don't worry. And then everyone's like, why is her uncle crying? Where did she go? It's like, oh, oh, the babies. Oh, the, the babies. The get, babies. Get these babies out of here. <laughs> yeah. Put these babies on the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, it's gruesome. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, then then the uh, the big storm happens and their bus is just fucking demolished. Yeah. So he's, yeah. So he's like, "Well, we're ahead of schedule, but now we have to walk. So let's, go. let's get moving." Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're gonna <laughs> go through this huge jungle with mutated creatures and stuff. Man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough go. But they they were like mm-hmm. two days ahead of schedule, but now that they have to walk, they're like one day ahead of schedule, which leaves me to think that a lot more shitty things are gonna happen to them between then and when they get yeah. there. Because it's not like they're gonna show mm-hmm. up and then like, oh, we have a whole day to kill. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, we're we're here and uh absolutely nothing bad happened. Just the some time to have some That's juice the... and crackers and <laughs> uh but yeah, we also see um the, the literally the like present day journey to get to the place ends with them coming across like a giant like mutated lion monster. Mm-hmm. Same. This <laughs> so is like okay. Same. Uh and then it's a flashback to Oof. Tala confronting or um, comforting her mother, their mother, on her deathbed. So that's heavy as hell. Yeah, and the whole message was, no matter what, keep the dream of uh, your brother being a superhero. Yeah, alive. you have to you have to keep him optimistic keep because he's system. the hope for our mm-hmm. society. And it's also there's a little bit of um, character development for Tala too because we learn that. She found the bracelet, and instead of putting it on herself, because she is also a child, she puts it on her little brother. Yep. So that, like, she basically committed suicide in that moment, you know? Like, uh, so that's heavy. That's that's super cool. Like, I just immediately want all of these babies to be okay. <laughs> it's like the mutant babies in TMNT. Yep. It's exactly like the mutant babies in TMNT. They need to be there. They need to be protected. I love them. <laughs> yeah, only 5,000. So hopefully the right 5,000. Well... <laughs> Only the, the right one? 4,999. Oh, right. Because oh. of the little... Uh, oh, that's Which cool. I was also like, yeah, that's like true. if she if she died and she was wearing the bracelet, couldn't they like take it off no. of her and give did, it to Tala? Did you read the X? Did you read the thing at the end? I did. There's a really cool so, little... No. Um, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really cool little fallout cartoony style yeah, PSA in the back once, of just like once it's don't try on, to take someone's bracelet because once it's on uh, it you binds to it them off. biologically and starts changing them so they can live where this has came from and so if you take it it won't work for you now you're both wish dead. they had done that for silly bands 
Yeah. That craze would have lasted a lot less long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's also a really cool map in the back that really just yeah. solidifies how fucked they are. Because <laughs> there's just like little like outlines of all the monsters in all the different regions. It's like, oh, cool. It's a lot of crazy lions and griffins yeah, and shit. It's going to be rough. Oh, no. I'm excited to see what they all look like because so far the monster design is like super. The character cool. design of everything yeah, is amazing. And we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get it kind of twofold. We're gonna get to see what these monsters look like, and then we're gonna get to see what the augmented reality cat helmet makes them look like. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. I love I love that that, like that little layer of disassociation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was really good. Good number, number, another good number one. Mm-hmm. Lots of number ones recently, but yeah, we've been uh, we're a number ones podcast now. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> not an X Men. We are not podcast. an X Men podcast. <laughs> we are not an X Men podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of X Men. More comes out next week. Yes. Excalibur. Excalibur. X and regular X-Men looks like. I don't know if there's another regular one. Regular old No, I X-Men. think that's just those two. Uh, Juggernaut. Just two? Oh, man. What are we going to do? Just Jug- two. No, Juggernaut. Juggernaut. <laughs> Juggernaut. Juggers. Not to be confused with my OnlyFans called uh, Juggers. Why would it be? <laughs> Fuck why yeah, would it be that? Fantastic. <laughs> That doesn't even have That's your awesome. name. Who would doesn't find it? To. Tons of people would find it. But who? Well, people so people interested people. in juggers. So oh, God, no. It's you with just jugs. It's, it's your jug collection. Oh, it's jugs pictures of, milk. of your jug collection. Yes. No, it, you just have a <laughs> massive I'm... collection of uh, Jughead Double Digests. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's me playing like like empty uh, glass mm-hmm. jug bottles. Yeah, just a jug <laughs> Honestly, you would probably make a lot of money. I'd make a shitload there's, of money. There's someone who is into that, and you'll be doing some great service. Team up with Chips Darsky, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. God. Anywho. Next, um, uh, looks like speaking of, there's a so Daredevil. So follow us on OnlyFans <laughs> at last week's comics. Stop. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Venom. Uh, yeah. Family Tree. Ooh. Speaking of some crazy... Yeah. Oh, Gideon Falls, twenty six. Yeah, one, uh, one away from the end. I thought it was twenty eight. Was the last one? Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> just you're just a liar. It's I a I could just wrong. TMNT one. Oh, is this the first Tank Girl since we've been it doing is. the show, I've been, Adam? Well, we oh, nice. I, we did a couple issues of Tank Girl uh, way at the beginning of the show, but they weren't like I. They were good. I just wasn't feeling it. So. I was like, I can't wait. This happens to me every now and again where I'll hit a mini series of Tank Girl that I'm just not feeling. And I'm like, I know something good's coming after this. And then the world fell apart and it's been months and months and months since we've gotten Tank Girl. So I'm stoked. Stoked. Oh, cool. Oh, Scumbag number one. Scumbag number Recommender's one. Recommender's new book. That's a big one. Stillwater yeah. number two is going to be out. Skull Digger. Ooh, lots of our favorite creators. Yeah, Iron that Iron Man two. We talked about the first one. Um, 
What else we got? I think that's it's a, it looks like it's a good week for us. TMNT. TMNT I don't know if we already yeah. mentioned that. Uh, Faithless. Yeah, it's a good week. It's a good week. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that uh, Remender book. Hopefully that I'm I'm hoping that's good. <laughs> so is that everything for this week? I think I so. so. Yeah, it's it's some like, good stuff. Yeah, it looks like a good week. That's a that's a lot of good stuff for y'all to go out and buy right now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> so uh so yeah. Do it. That's uh that's this week's comics. And last week's comics. Um check us out on uh Twitter and Instagram and certainly not only fans at last week's comics. Uh if you like what you hear, you want more, uh support us. Go to duelinggenre.com slash support and join our Patreon. There's a number of uh Cool shows out there on the Dueling Genre family of podcasts. A uh, lot of cool Patreon-exclusive content uh, for you to go check out. Um, so go check us out at duelinggenre.com support. And please, support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, stay safe, wear your mask. Um, if you've got a cool augmented reality kitty helmet, wear that. That should probably help, right? Oh, while we're on the subject oh, of yeah. cool helmets and stuff, if you are local to the Philadelphia area, uh, you should come hang out with us on Halloween at the shop. I'm gonna be doing um, I'm gonna be doing a socially distanced uh, uh, germ-free ha- uh, Halloween for kids. So I was like, you know, gonna have some candy and some hand sanitizer. We're all gonna dress oh, up. So. Yeah, like I'm real bummed that Halloween doesn't really exist, but that uh, the shop in Willow Grove is big enough that you know we can all kind of hang out and not linger for too long, but at least get to see each other and say hi and celebrate I know Halloween a in like some young small way. folks who would be very interested in that. Yeah, I'm gonna have hand sanitizer and candy, and you know say like, okay, here's your hand sanitizer. Now you can pick your candy, and we're gonna do that every single time, <laughs> so so kids don't. You know, cross contaminate all their germs. Yeah, I fi- I found out recently that we have a six year old fan. Um, oh yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 so they'll they'll the yeah. I know some folks who would be really interested in that. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Also, uh, go check out Geek by Night. Uh, I'm gonna plug this like every week for a while. Uh. It's another show on Dueling Genre. It's 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 our big produced audio drama about um, some folks in a, in a uh, who work at a comic shop who get uh, superpowers. So yeah, like imagine us guys with superpowers. Oh no! <laughs> I'm 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 not selling this right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just thinking of us in particular. <laughs> go check yeah. out Geek by Night. It drops every week. Uh, go check out um, TMNT Minute. We are plug- plugging through the uh, Palladium game. We have one episode left, and it's going to be a big one. It's going to drop on Halloween. Um, nice. So check us out. A lot of fun. I've had so much fun working on this. I was actually just editing an episode yesterday and laughing my ass off. It's a fun show. Check us out. Check out Dueling Genre, listen to some podcasts, buy some comics, and uh, we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from Short Box. Bye, everybody.